poppin'. It's the Thursday show with Drew, Mark, and Brent Don. Trudy is off today. She'll be back tomorrow, hopefully. And we're in the Deals in the D.com studios, and we're sponsored by Hall Financial, our presenting sponsor. February is a good time to buy a home in Michigan, beating the spring rush and the summer home buying season, too. And you can get $2,500 toward your down payment in Hall's Buy Smart program. This is exclusive. If you qualify, that's a nice hunk and add to the value of the home you can pick up. Get pre-approved same day with the most credible pre-approval in the industry. Hall Financial's five-star certified pre-approval. And they connect you with a top realtor like Christina Gennari from our exclusive Realtor Network. Their exclusive network. 866-CALL-HALL. Chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And uh, Luke was over here today. Said a lot of, uh, he had a call from somebody from our show every day last week, which is pretty cool. All over the map, too. Some people trying to manage debt. Some people changing jobs, getting divorced, all kinds of things. But anyway, he was uh, he was talking to Christina about something. I like that our advertisers are all friendly <laughs> and encouraging her. Christina Gennari, of course, is our realtor in real estate. This is a weird couple of years, but things are kind of settling in. She's been doing this for a long time. Christina has a hellacious team at KW. They are the team. And we've had phenomenal response from people who've worked with Christina since she's been on the show. But we'd like to get her some more people if you are moving or, or listing your house or thinking about it. I mean, a lot of times you just have questions about real estate. Yeah. Call or text Christina Gennari, 248-550-4788. She talks and drops. Just You're just like, better at real estate than they are. <laughs> just like Luke and all our other great advertisers and Hall. And those people are all kind of connected, too. That's kind of nice. Christina and Hall and Luke. And uh, hearing Trump reminded me, I thought Trump had a good day today, which is weird to say because he's not anything. I mean, he's being investigated for about 19 things right now, but somehow uh, he's polling fairly well. Oh, this is why. I mean, this is why Thank he won you. today. And he, I thought he showed up Biden and Pete Buttigieg by turning up in East Palestine with thousands of bottles of water, truckloads of canned food, water, cleaning supplies, and, of course, talking some crap, too. Do we have any audio of him from East Palestine? To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. Um. This is a great position for him. He, I have always said he's better on the outside than the inside. Yeah, because he's a flamethrower. And now he's taking credit for making FEMA and the administration move. And Pete Buttigieg, I, I didn't even realize Pete Buttigieg was referring to Trump when he said, uh, some people go there for a photo op and some, in other words, he wouldn't commit to going there. Yeah. He, But I didn't know about the Trump thing, so it didn't make any sense to me. And then... <laughs> Now he's going Thursday. <laughs> so I wonder what... Good. Can we get uh, Jimmy Carter there today, this yes. afternoon? Have him beat Biden there? What is the uh, earth-moving earth uh, information that he's going to be bringing to these people? Because he said it's not a photo op. If he goes, he's going to really do something. It's all just a photo op. He's handled all those natural disasters in 
uh, Indiana. Um, and last night he got, this is kind of funny, you know, I gotta say, I, I'm on the fence on Pete Buttigieg. I've always thought he seemed like a really good guy and a good politician. He walks the line well. He knows what to say. He's a bookworm, though. He's, you know, just this really smart guy. I don't know. I don't think he's much of a leader. Well, I, I don't know how wonky he is. It sounds Very, right yeah. to me. But um, anyway, he was taking a walk with his husband last night, and uh, a reporter came along and started asking him questions. And he was very annoyed, and so he's referring them. Call my press office, and person kept asking a few questions. And suddenly, Bujic says, uh, "Can I take your picture?" And he what? takes the reporter's picture, which I assume is to bust them for being mean to him. Yeah. So they will never get access, or That's they dumb. won't get the interview they want. Hey, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Good. Jenny Taylor at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say Where? to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I'd refer you to about a dozen interviews I've given today, and uh, if you'd like to arrange a no, wrong answer, uh, sure just wrong answer. answer. Edge, edge. My conversation with you. Just you don't down have the a message here. for them. I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Would you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yeah, I am. When oh, are you really? Going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, thank you. Can I get a photo? Yeah, secretary. What do you? Oh, what a fucking prick! They add more wind to that. Um, <laughs> fuck you. No, that's what such a, a that's such an easy one to hit out of the park too. What a cocksucker! And you know what I forgot about? Did we talk about yesterday the fact that he was having his bike driven? Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, we it, did yeah. mention that. I don't know why that surprised me. That was the worst thing I've heard about him, and it really bugged me. It's like really. I thought he was sort of real. It's all performative. That's really weak. Although Clinton, you know, oh, Clinton, that was pretty br brilliant when he used to go for the jog and they'd yeah, pick he... him up and take him to Flowers Place for a little banging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Clinton knows how to answer a question. <laughs> he didn't, you know, honestly. He would answer a question. We've he learned, would take 35 minutes doing it, yeah, but he would he would answer it. Anybody who is out in public is yeah. fair game for whatever, so I don't well, know what makes him so special. He is a secretary of transportation. Especially when you're a public employee. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's fair. I think what he oh, said totally fair. 20 years ago would have been would have been reasonable or sort of fair, but why not just say something? I mean, there's nobody else there. It's not like 20 other people are going to come after no. you. So while Trump was having a, what, you know, I guess appears to be a pretty good day in East Palestine, at least he looked good, uh, Joe Biden was falling, right. falling up the stairs on Air Force uh, One. Again? <laughs> he was again? Yes, yes. he fell again. <laughs> I didn't know this, but I guess when they were deboarding in Poland, some female aide fell down the stairs. I did that see that one. Yeah, they like one. slid down. Yeah. Here's the video mark of uh, Joe going upstairs. He really this struggles is, with these steps, man. Oh, man. This is what happens yeah, when I you got, say, he's getting better. He stumbled <laughs> better than the last time he fell. He stumbled at the top again, too. He stumbles, he falls forward like six steps from the top, and then he stumbles on the top step. I don't know how somebody his age can be president. I just don't. Or Trump's age. or It's just fucking... I, I think they're nuts. That's right. I don't know how anybody can be nuts enough to want to be president that age. It's... Totally insane. But uh, 
What if those those may be the only choices we have? Oh God. We'll see. I think I think the primaries will be. I, I don't think it's all edged etched in stone yet. Although Biden, oh, well, if he wants he to run, etched he, in stone. Yeah, I was gonna say if he wants to run, then he's. Etched, have you seen? There's a great story from Radar Online about Dr. Joe Biden threatening to leave him if he runs again. Oh, she's not gonna leave what? him. What? are you talking about? They have sources, Drew. I think the most Dr. Biden. I think the most interesting thing about um, Joe Biden is. Do they stick with Kamala Harris, even though she's obviously she's not qualified to be president? Doesn't matter. Is it that, too yes, embarrassing yes, to they, change? No. no, they'll stick with her because nobody ever admits wrongs or faults, mistakes in politics. Can't they nominate her for the Supreme Court or something, or make her a special Supreme Court justice? They could just make her. Uh, I don't know. To give her a different job or something. Other than it's that, it's funny not how that doing one. doing the right thing is never the right thing. Read that, that story and tell me that's not true. No more politics. I'm not going to believe this. What? Read it. They're it's scrapping true. like cats and dogs. Yes. First lady threatening to walk if he runs in 2024. That'd be pretty cool if she <laughs> threw all his shit out of the White House. <laughs> Left him on the cell phone. Considered a divorce. Jill is desperate to spare her husband any humiliation and frequently tells bullheaded Biden stuff he doesn't want to hear despite knowing it will set off what he calls his Irish temper. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jill's strong objections put a strain on their marriage. She's threatening to walk out the door, but Joe's too proud to quit. Joe thinks he's doing a good job. He's furious with Jill for not believing in him, but the truth is Jill always has had his back. It's just his time has come and gone. Jill sees the writing on the wall, but this isn't the first time Joe and his wife have scrapped in the White House. Last year, Jill admitted sending him scorching texts. Fact. Instead of direct, getting directly in his face so their Secret Service detail wouldn't know she was ticked off. Fact. She's going to leave him. Jill wants Joe to leave the White House with his head held high, not as a loser. <laughs> Democrats know it's time for Joe to go. Fact. She's going to leave him. I would have to agree with her. <laughs> I, I, I would leave him, too. <laughs> if he, if he ran again, him. absolutely. She can't leave him. Why not? She'd do that. Why not? But can you imagine being married to somebody and you finally have some babe, time? Wait. Babe, wait. Babe, wait. And then he starts All dating the another bullshit. chick. <laughs> Some 40-year-old. <laughs> Kamala. That's how they get her out of the vice president spot. Hot. After all that bullshit, and then he runs for fucking president twice. Yeah. No. I mean, these are her... She's 72, I think. Yeah. She's got some good years left. I mean, who would want to be stuck with that as a spouse? I, I, I guess these guys just get off on it. I mean, that's the only thing, the way I can explain it. It must just be a real rush to be the most powerful man in the world, even if you're not up to it. Ugh. Crazy. Mm -hmm. All right. Jason Carr is back. Oh, great. Jason Carr, who got blown out at Channel 2, moved to Channel 4 very quickly. Blown out at Channel 4 for calling a former employee numbnuts. Yep. Among other things. Uh, saying that they employees are aloof. He's not the aloof employee. They are. Yeah, he was called the mayor back at Fox 2. That's right, and a man of the people. Yep. He uh, allegedly... The glue. Uh, allegedly was <laughs> glue. also missing some shows or showing up late for shows. Allegedly. Hey, Numbnuts, is that you? Allegedly. That's what I said, allegedly. Now he can go off on Numbnuts all he wants because Jason Carr, you know, I put this up, he, he put coming soon on his Facebook, mm -hmm. and... There are, 
2,000 comments or something, which I couldn't believe. And so I tweeted it out, and people were like, hmm, WWJ, WJR, yeah, uh, he's Channel been 2. In. He's been filling in on one of those radio stations for Guy Gordon. Oh, he, oh, he has? has. Yeah. Really? yeah. I didn't know that. People thought that's, maybe he'd be there permanently. That's how many people listen to WJR. No one. I heard nothing. Oh, zero. And he is one of the more intriguing people who's not doing any work right now. Yeah. It's so, pronounced Gordon. Do you think, so the papers didn't even hear about it? Because I would think they would have done a uh, they story about I, it. I, if they did, I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anybody say anything about it. No one listened. There's no, no one listening. No. Uh-uh. I looked at... Especially in midday. I looked at the cum numbers for... Detroit Radio uh-huh. last month when the ratings came out. And, of course, WNIC was number one by a mile because they play Christmas music. Okay, so they like a yeah. 15 share or something. It's not really a, an indicative book, the December holiday book. But WJR has, according to the ratings, 160,000 people listening now. Really? I, w- I thought that it's was about a lot. It's 100,000 more than I would have guessed. They are the highest billing station yeah, in sure. Detroit. They yeah. make more money than anyone. What the fuck is that? They uh, service their media purchasers well. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but they don't create commerce. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We've had at least two advertisers who were on JR and said, nothing happened. They, they didn't get to go golfing with Paul W. or anything? Oh, yeah, I think that happened. Oh, well, that's worth the uh, price of admission. I'd love they, that. It's, <laughs> they charge. It's almost oh. like a, a charity auction. <laughs> They charge a lot for commercials, and they suggest, oh, all the uh, the, the leaders and, uh, yeah, the tastemakers in this town, they're all listening to JR. No, they're not. That's what we were they're told not. when the Lions jumped there. Well, you know, Mrs. Well, Ford listens to that station, so she wants the Lions on AM radio. I, I will say there are a lot of uh, newsmakers that they have on. You know, they have all the politicians But no one on. wants to hear newsmakers. No, exactly. That's why they have no ratings. When J.P. McCarthy was on JR, they're like 1.6 million. Yeah. So they're about a tenth it's of their, good, man. their audience. Well, people listen to AM radio then, too. Yeah. There were other things on AM they listened to, so people were on the band. Now the band may not be in new cars for long. Soon nope. AM radio will reign king once more. <laughs> so if they don't have the AM band in cars, will they still be able to be the top billing station? Well, you can get them on <laughs> FM if you have an HD radio. I don't know how many people oh. know that. I'm sure their listeners would have no idea what that even means. I remember working at 1240 WROV. The station you grew up with is growing up with you. On WROV, the big talk was, AM Stereo's coming! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was in 1986. <laughs> Still 30, waiting on that? 37 years ago. I think AM Stereo was available, but you have to have a receiver for it. So... Which Did no anyone one ever buy a receiver for Amstero? No, Who would no. buy? A, nobody would do that. So anyway, Jason Carr turns out he is back. He returned this morning at eleven o'clock on Facebook Live. Wait, eleven o'clock? Because isn't he going to start doing this live at nine o'clock? No, he's not setting a time. He's <laughs> well, that's just, great. He's going to do it. He's going to move around and decide on a time. I think. Sometimes I think. listeners hate continuity. Sometimes he might want to. They love to be surprised. Eight. Sometimes he might want to start at eleven. You never know. Yeah, it depends on what he was doing late last night. How late he was think up. About, think of all those drinking, poor, oh, partying. Yeah. Is he going to show up late to that show? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. If he starts at 11, he's two hours late. No, he suggested that he is going to try some different times and see what works, and then <laughs> maybe he'll decide that. But I, I, he didn't haul nice. off on numb nuts, did he? No, not at all. Why not? Not even close. He never really addressed not being at any other stations. 
He just popped up, said, this is my new show. And I have a nine-point breakdown of exactly how the first 30 minutes of Jason Car Drive went. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, that's what he's calling it, right? Jason Car Drive, whatever that Jason is. Car Jason Drive. Oh, they call I... it Jason's Car Garage or something. <laughs> Jason's Carport. Some people are saying Jason's Car Drive. I can just email him this song, and this can be his new intro. But I'm get kicked off Facebook, though. Really? Jason Carr. Probably. Yeah. Well, we'll see because there's some music in this show. Pop music. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna kick things off. Yeah, I was wondering about that song, Brandon. Is that a real song or is that generic? We'll get to it. Okay. This is how he starts everything off. It actually the first minute is him trying to figure out the technology because you know that always happens. Oh, hey, for we, heaven's sake! Are we sakes. on? Are we on? But then we really kick into. Is it, is it shtick? Maybe it's shtick. We kick into Jason Carr Drive. What has it been? Almost three months since I talked to you, good people, and I have to say. In all sincerity and honesty, I missed you guys. I knew he was going to say that. Fake! Guys, gals. Well, look at his eyes. He's staring right peeps. at you. I can see him. Bacon Nation, Jason Nation, Ishers. He looks better be than he looked on Channel 4. He does. He, he does. looks he a lot better. Looks like he's got right, some sleep. Thank you so much for sticking with me for all the positive comments and all the well wishes. You're looking at it. This is the new Jason Carr Drive brought to you by Ven Johnson Law, 855 Ven fights. Uh, I would Bill be Ben Johnson for that read, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna. Go, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and skip the next three minutes because they're all ad reads. Because he's got a lot of advertisers right out of the gate. I'm wait, so, wait, wait. I'm Who are his advertisers? Uh, there's a pizza joint. Uh, you want to hear them? Yeah, let's hear the ads. This is important. Let's build one out of West Langham, Langham, all these County. people. Oh, you just missed it. Bill, whoever it is, Bill. All I hear is echo and hiss. Independent Carpet One out of Westland. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, if you're like me, and uh, you have three dogs. Okay, this is an 18-minute story about putting is this about peanut the butter in a Kong. Is he relating carpet, selling carpet? To- yes. Okay. It's, well, well, let good. me skip ahead. I, I, I put these bullet points here for a purpose. Just build a carpet, people, a hundred. All right. After we're done with uh, after we're done with sponsors, we go right into whatever. Who's a, who else is sponsoring? Just those two? I mean, I guess I can fast forward and then just uh, find out. Brought her dog over. I got to get the sales staff. Are you mad that Drew is messing up your flow, Brandon? No, I had no. the whole thing planned out. Now I, I, We're going to take all these advertisers away from Jason Carr. Yeah, Don't you get it? Yeah. No, they they're come gonna, back. They're leaving Jason Carr Drive. There are multiple sponsor reads. Let me get this, God damn it. So I'm going to go to 530. Taking which, the fun out of this, Brandon. <laughs> what every Facebook Live and podcast needs, traffic and weather. I'm producer, by the way. And oh, that's I awesome. I was just about to go somewhere. Oh, wait. This was a long time ago. <laughs> this is... All right. By the way, real quick, his uh, his traffic and weather sounder sounds a lot like this uh, this one right here. <laughs> Except his quality... Right here, some breaking news quality sounds better. Hey, shit. It's the old CBS sounder. Can we hear the traffic? Yes, of course. Which, which well, like, what do you do if you're, um, if you want to know what the traffic and weather is at you know, nine or eleven. You just have to guess whenever he's go, on. Go put on Jason Carr's show because he's got the traffic. <laughs> but you don't know when he's on. No, All this right is the traffic the news, right now. Leading the right story now. of the day is, of course, weather. We are expecting oh, no. okay, the, the traffic, a mixture of sleet. I would say rain, that is rain, snow. more lame like than Maz giving a partial score. Me, uh, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, it's more lame. Today between noon and then four a.m. tomorrow morning. Hot off the presses. 
Jason, don't do traffic and weather. It's just dumb. Pause it for a sec, too. He also needs to flip the camera, because everything he shows to the camera is mirrored. And he shows a lot of things to the camera that are written backwards. He's got something with a phone number. It's uh, I can read backwards, because it's Ven Fights, which is Ven Johnson's number, but it's oh. backwards. Oh. <laughs> so you have the sponsor's number backwards. Oh, oh boy. Okay, well, anyway, after we, after we get done with traffic and weather, we go back to the sponsor. It's his first day. sponsor of Jason Carr Drive, over there in Royal Oak at 13 and Crooks. That's the pizza Delivering place. to... Royal Oak, Clawson, Ferndale, Pleasant Bill Ridge, every location Southfield, for this. Berkeley, Sales. Arlen, the best pizza. I don't even know the place. What's the know, place? From yours truly. Uh, Tanya's t- uh, today. Jesus or, Christ. Or, I, you do. Or don't get out and about today. Just stay right there. What if I'm watching this in a week? Order in. I mean, what you if know, I get behind Tanya's on the pizza. show? Stay Tanya's Pizza. There, there you go. Tanya's it? Pizza. Never heard of it. It's my first day. Thank you, Mark. Sales bill uh, each location you mentioned. Please. After we finish up with sponsors, we go right into what every Facebook live show needs, and that's uh, shout-outs to the chatters. Oh, awesome. 855. It's very relatable. Fights. Okay. This is good in a week, Let's too, just it. like the traffic and weather is good when you watch it. Who's watching right now? Uh, Barbara Jeez. says, Babs. Hey, what's going on, Babs? Does anybody call? I know that we've got... He's know, just making it was all the mistakes Susan. that everyone makes yeah. when they don't yeah, really know Susan what they're doing. Hello, this is Barbara. Among millennials. And, is that who he's talking uh, to? Zoomers. Generation Zoom. Uh, anybody that wants to see the manager to complain uh, is now, unfortunately uh, for them, a named Karen. When I say unfortunately, I mean women who are named Karen. Barbara is another one of those names. It's, it's uh, you know, a, a name. Okay, like what's name. next, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> all right, he, he shouts out a whole bunch of chicks because that's who's in the chat right now. Oh, the comments are all chicks, too. He, he even does timestamps. Ch- like, hey, it's, it's 10, 10 past the hour. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> How insecure is Taryn, by the way, with all these chicks into Jason? No dudes. He is a magnet for chicks. I think think she's pretty scared. I don't know. Okay, as I'm about to play this uh, next part of it, Taryn actually, she chats in and says, Hey, if you want special appearances by some needy dogs who will remain nameless, let me know. She's the main earner now, Drew. Yes. Wait, she, she commented? Yeah. And said what? If you want special appearances... By some needy dogs who will remain nameless. They're three dogs. They have three dogs. Oh, I see. She's telling Jason that. Yes. Oh, how cute. So she's upstairs maybe texting. Oh, that is adorable. Yep. So now we fast. (laughs) (laughs) After all the shout outs, we get to to this, which doesn't make a lot of sense. He is feeling the music. Dancing like Ellen. He's feeling the music more than I felt Steely Dan. I just want to say that. Ooh, he's getting closer. Wait, he's hitting on the chicks now. That that was a come hither face. All right. Whose song is that? Waiting on Roberta to pick a number between one and nine. If she huh? Okay, so this is this what? So in order to find out what the show's going to be about today, if you look, uh, and I, I guess we forgot to set the stage. He's at like his basement bar downstairs. He's got his Emmys in the background with a bunch of wine glasses. Are they hers, his or Taryn's? I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> the bottom left. Can we get a name there, tag on each Emmy yeah, so we know in. whose it is? Bottom left there, we see a wine rack. You know, it holds nine bottles of wine, but instead of wine, there's actually a piece of paper in each one. And so he has somebody in the chat just pick any random number. That way, it figures out exactly what it is we're going to be doing for the day. That's a lot of work. Is he going to have use the same nine tomorrow? Uh, they're all the same thing, whatever it is. <laughs> so let's see what Let's wrote it down nine times, Drew. So it's just busy work for the... 
for the viewing audience. Seven. The, the number seven got picked. He grabbed the seventh sheet. And let's see what it is. Let's see what the topic of the show is going to be today. It's going to be backwards. I'll tell you that much. It seems like one of the exercises my mom and a lot of the people with dementia used to do at Fox Run. <laughs> oh, he just made himself laugh, though. <laughs> I know you can't read this because it's backwards. I didn't hit the uh, mirror button so you can see this. Hit it, it now. It says... It's your first day. Fun with Farmer Jack. It's my first day. <laughs> fun with Farmer Jack. I was hoping this one would come up. <laughs> That's why you wrote it down nine times. It doesn't sound like a big hook again. Game. I knew something. I remember would go Farmer Jack. Is that what people are saying watching it? It's I've been the Farmer Jack. Frazzled or rattled. Then the Farmer Jack okay. two blocks away. All right, so he shows a picture that he is drawn on a dry erase board of Farmer Jack. Now this is the meat of the entire show. This is the okay. main. Well, thing. he's really lucky they picked number seven. It's a good drawing because yeah. he had the drawing ready to go. <laughs> he would have wasted all that time drawing yes. that if somebody picked number six. Here's our friend Farmer Jack. Okay, I know the writing's backwards, but such as it is, I didn't hit the mirror button. Yeah, oh, you well. already said that. Is he watching that off Jack. to the audience? Nope. It's a way to build some revenue. Now, it's up to the chat to figure out what changes can he make to Farmer Jack. All this is going to work is I am going to Thanks for listening to the podcast, Jason. take Brandon away so. elements of Farmer Jack's face, and then we are going to make him... Sad Farmer Jack, angry Farmer Jack, puzzled Farmer Jack. Why are we person. doing content like this? Okay, next. Okay. What's next? <laughs> so this he is does pretty it. much the worst video ever made. <laughs> he does this for 10 minutes. <laughs> wow. Where he puts Farmer Jack mustaches and gives him a... This is only like 22 minutes long, 30 worst minutes long. episode ever. <laughs> it's going to grow on you. How's this going to make money? <laughs> and it then, already is. That's true. It is, yeah. He's got many sponsors. So now that we uh, have finished up that great... Uh, bit here. Now it's time for more sponsors. Zombie Jack. Yeah, Kelly, you're probably on, on point with that. Again, uh, repeating our top story, it is going to be a winter. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's back to traffic and weather. Okay. This mess out there on the road. Is that exactly 10 minutes from the last time? Are, there's at least one accident out there uh, <laughs> that I saw on the last traffic report that I watched. Uh, on, a, on a TV station that I used to work at. <laughs> so let's wrap up Farmer Jack. Missed you too, Crystal. Don't think I didn't remember my uh, special name for you. Okay. That was fun, uh, fun with Farmer uh, Jack. I wonder if he gets all you talk about is Farmer Jack <laughs> in the weather. Does his audience do that to and him? Special thanks to no, his audience is nice. sponsor, Ven Johnson Law, for getting me back on the air. And let's be honest, allowing me to, you know, pay some bills. I still have a car payment, right? Uh, you have a wife, too, I that's still working. I pay insurance. I got expenses. Thank you to uh, Ben Johnson, also to Tanya's Pizza in Royal Oak. Independent Carpet One. It's pretty cool that they just pay his bills for him. Call Independent Carpet That's One. Go cool. to IndependentCarpetOne.com. Uh, locate Westland. That so it's more sponsors and shout-outs. Um, Mike, bill them for this run of commercials too, please. <laughs> at least for a mention. And then this happens at the end, which is kind of bizarre. Check this out. What was that called? Dragons something? Um, Dungeons and Dragons? Space Ace was another. Uh-oh, what happened? He just turned sideways. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Is this intentional? I don't know. Something tells me that there's the potential that that could... This is the best thing he's done yet. ...happen. Could be weather-related. Wait, the fact that he's sideways? Not sure. 9.28 is your time on the clock. <laughs> no, it's not. Is that Violet I heard barking? <laughs> so 
So, um, no, don't give time, Jason. Am I sideways right now? I hope <laughs> <not>. <laughs> the comments are sideways. How about if I look on over No, you're totally lines, fine. Nobody tell him. And then for the last two minutes, oh. he fig- tries to figure out what happens and it just stops. Well, so I want to watch him th- figure it out. He doesn't figure it out. Right, well, I want you to try. Listen, I didn't promise that this was going to go smoothly. It's your first day. Host, producer, engineer, carpenter, artist, writer, improvisational person. You are sideways again. It's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. (laughs) Super duper. All right. It is coming up here on 930. Um, Might need to get another advertiser to to pay someone else to help. As opposed to, you know, start stopping. And I will see you guys back here tomorrow. Another time At some point during the morning. Yeah. Most likely around nine-ish. We will see what happens. But uh, again, thank you, uh, Ven Johnson. Uh, Independent Carpet One and Tanya's Pizza. Thank you all for That's watching another and read we have to bill them for. And Damn. we will get back after it tomorrow. Thanks to the dogs, to my wife for keeping them busy for the last 30 minutes. Uh, my daughter, who was all fired up uh, to come help me. Who knows? She could even Put her on. make a guest appearance as yeah. my co-host. Oh, we'll my see. God. That is so cool. Uh, have a great day. I Be love safe. it when people bring family Please. members into their shows you don't have to go out because they're short of talent. Just stay inside and, I don't know, tell other people about this and share it. Who was doing Please. a show? Megan Trainer doing a show with her the brother, brother yeah. which immediately mm-hmm. tells me, because I've listened to a lot of podcasts, that her brother probably needs money, probably doesn't have much to do, and so she's going to throw him a little bone to do the podcast with her and he probably probably won't have much to say why does she need to do a podcast why does megan trainer have to do that you know because they don't get paid much for streams now i guess it's either touring or whatever that's what's that's what's really fucked up about the podcast world is all these celebrities who for whatever reason i mean when it comes to the d-list and c-list people like james vanderbeek i'm sure he needed the money you think so? Yeah. Vanderbeek did? Well, only because he's got like 30 kids. Well, so he's is, done other stuff than Dawson's how, Creek. How often does James Vanderbeek get offered $700,000 sure. plus 50% of sure. the advertising? It's well, it really seems like that those days are over and that the bubble has bursted on a lot of people doing podcasts, particularly the celebrities. Oh, yeah. No, those bubbles will burst. Um, but, oh, boy. Does, would Jason so, have, would he have a non-compete for getting blown out? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so either. It would just make it messier, just cause bring him more attention. I'm but surprised so, then that another uh, TV station hasn't offered him anything or something. So Facebook Live with advertisers—that's the high wire he wants to uh, walk on. And it is a high wire. So I, sad. All I can so say, terrible, is congratulations on having the balls to just go out there and. You know what he's really just got to do it. It's all him, and he's going to be responsible for the results. And in six months, he'll either be on his ass, or he'll figure it out. He's betting on himself. He is staying relevant. I mean, he got a. There's an article about it in the Free Press, and people are. You know, yeah, there were a lot of people watching. So he's staying relevant. You know what he does really well though? He is not uncomfortable in front of a camera. No, not at all. Like, he can just sit there and stare at a camera and be very comfortable. That's a that's a really hard thing to do. Tell you what, he has. That I didn't have. He has a social media following. Yeah. I mean, I was such a fucking moron, 57 years old, with no Twitter account, no Facebook account, no nothing. He's always built his social media. So, I mean, that gives him a shot. He's got 76,000 Facebook 
followers, 30,000 Twitter followers. 18,000 views on that video. But he's not putting this out as a podcast or anything. It's just strictly Facebook. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Can you check J- Jason Carr iTunes? See, I could uh, help Jason him. Jason Carr Drive. I could help him so much. We could all help him so much because sure. he's new to this. Uh, he's done the main thing, which is said, you know what? Fuck all these media outlets. I'm going to count on myself. Mm-hmm. I am going to generate income. My audience is commerce, and they will spend money on these advertisers, and it will work. He, is, he would be very right about that. I wonder how much Ven... So Ven Johnson must be paying him a nice chunk of change. Ven's a huge ad- advertiser in this market. Absolutely. Yeah. So Ven could be... Would Ven give him five grand a month to be the... Possibly. He ought to, you know what he ought to do? Possibly. He ought to just I mean, have Ben Johnson sponsor the whole thing. That's it, yeah. Instead yeah. of dicking around with little one-stop pizza places, that's not going to work. Well, he plans to do shows Monday through Friday every single day at or around 9 a.m., but it could be before, it could be after. He should be on YouTube, like Carl was talking about yesterday. Everybody is building YouTube accounts because YouTube is the only place that will pay you for your streams. Yeah. And they, they, they pay, pay the better, best. better yeah. than everybody else. Yeah. And he doesn't have any, there's nothing that, none of the YouTube restrictions that are going to bother him. So all he needs is a thousand subscribers and he can start making some money. Yeah, he would, he would do very well on YouTube, I would think, with that maybe, audience. Maybe, maybe. Although, I don't know, I don't know maybe, how maybe big that, that audience, audience is. Really is on Facebook for him. See, I mean, this is a, this is a, a social media that he's really kept up with. Mm-hmm. So I think they... They stand by him in that regard, but will they watch every day? Will they use his advertisers? If they don't use his advertisers, it's over. Yeah. But this is when you need to. This is when you sweat it out. Is when you find out that your audience is big enough for you without anybody else—a traffic department, news department, camera people—and can generate enough commerce to make you and Taryn and your daughter some money. In six months, he'll probably know. But congratulations on having the balls to try it. You want to hear some comments from the underneath the Free Press article? Absolutely. Jason, if you have that video, you should post it. It'll go viral. (laughs) Where have you been, Joseph? It's everywhere. It's everywhere Famous video. Uh, This is total humor. How worthless people can try and make themselves relevant or to make them think they are. Facebook is perfect for him and his rants of hatred. What rants of hatred? For nuts? Yeah. And aloof, aloof channel yeah. forum plays. And Bob writes, Facebook, who even goes there for content anymore? To which George, you know, George was waiting to reply to this. And he just wrote, Meemaw. <laughs> and another person wrote, I was going to say some old ladies. Perfect audience for him, though. Surprise, you got a sponsor. Ben has been advertising on TV lately, so maybe he can't afford anything else than whatever this is. And I'm nuts, is that you? Whatever this is. <laughs> There's this one that's uh, Lawyer Ven Johnson. Well, that speaks volumes of Carr's character. What a loser. Channel 4, a current trash dump of media personalities <laughs> and unlikable weather personnel. To which Greg goes, I think Kim is wonderful. Kim is so wonderful, oh my God. And then, and then another person replied to that, she's still not going to sleep with you. <laughs> Good point. Jesus Perfect for him. I figured he'd end up with some form of podcast. He's always hey. been all shtick and fluff and was totally out of his element when he was occasionally asked to fill in as a news anchor. Was he- so people are assholes to him, just like they're assholes to uh, us. In comment section, sure. Yeah, com- I, well, that's true. Sure. His, his comments, though, are really nice. Nobody says all he talks about is Farmer Jack or anything like that or threatens him with, uh, what's that show that 
that beat us? Uh, oh, the Robinette's. Robinette's Nest. Yeah. Hey, Jason, we can be Facebook friends. We won Best Detroit Podcast. All right. Uh, we are going to talk no homo in just a second with uh, somebody who I consider to be pretty much of an expert on no homo. homos. Oh. It's our. Sh- it's the show's black friend, Rashawn. <laughs> All of us can say we have a black the friend black because friend. of Rashawn. <laughs> He's laughing. Good. Uh, the crew at Zot Ford and Holly is jonesing to help you get a brand new Ford. All while delivering exceptional deals and a world-class experience, lease a new loaded 22 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 as low as $292 for just 24 months, or lease a new jammed-up 22 Ford Explorer XLT 4-wheel drive as low as $333, also 24 short months. Uh, if you tell our friends at Zot Ford who your favorite skank is on The Bachelor, they'll uh, kick in $500 worth of accessories, which means they'll do it anyway, at no additional charge with your new F-150. I've been watching The Bachelor, by the way. A lot of crime. I want, I want some updates. A lot of crime. Zach the Snack. Zach is a what? tool, too. He is a total tool. And all these beautiful women are falling in love with him. But it is funny. It's The Bachelor, it really is, compresses a relationship into two months, two and a half months. Because there's a the beginning part where everyone is falling in love and they love him. Everyone likes him so much because there's 30 women and only one guy, so they all love him so much. Then... Within about a month, the women are chirping at each other, and a few are chirping at him, and then it gets smaller and smaller, and the hate starts coming out and the crying <laughs> because they're no longer that desperate to Don't be I with think him. It's a normal relationship compacted. Eh, it's it's one guy still dating go. thirty women at the same time. Am I too broken for anyone to love? But you know, some people are really nice at first, and then after a little while, they're not so nice all the time, and then they start really not liking each other. And there's a lot of crying, and then it doesn't work. Hmm. Well, it works. Because I'm so broken. Zodvor is still paying two grand over your appraised value. Do you have two grand over your appraised value when you lease or buy a new Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer? So turn that piece of crap in. Um, but only if you know the new Drew and Mike password for MrSkin.com. No, that's a joke about Maz. Is he still, are we still getting notices about someone trying to break I into not, Mr. Skin? I have not gotten any uh, emails about it. So he I think was, he gave up. He was mighty aggressive, though. I and I just saw him. In per- I just saw him uh, in person, and he didn't bring it up at all. I would have thought he would have sheepishly asked for it. Gabar and the hottest sales staff in Oakland County are still going nuts and offering zero percent financing on lots of new in-stock vehicles. This, there are a lot of great features in this commercial. Get check out their voluptuous inventory and dazzling deals at dealsandindeed.com. And uh, Legacy Partners, Home and Auto Insurance, get a quote, save some money. By all means, and they also have business insurance. Whether you're big, small, or in between, they have business insurance. Again, get a quote. They're independent. They shop all the carriers for your insurance to find you the best deal. And it's not as simple as shopping around all the time. Sometimes it's a little bit of savvy about how to get the job done and get it done better. All you need to do is call Legacy Partners, 586-209-4106. Tell them we sent you, 586-209-4106. And Ghost Bud Stirs, our newest sponsor, they are a Michigan caregiver owned and operated by owners that actually work the garden and manage the operation to ensure quality. I like those big, giant corporations shipping all this weed in from California. And they do quality. Boy, I've heard so much, so many stories about great pot grown in Michigan. And they've won six Cannabis Cup Awards. It's meticulously hand-trimmed by actual growers that care and are passionate about their trade at Ghost Budsters. So try to find them. Uh, ask for them at your dispensary. If they don't have it, hopefully they'll hear from you enough and they will get it. King of Buds in Monroe has Ghost Budsters. 
Breeze in Hazel Park, Shango in Hazel Park, Dispo and Romeo, Joyology in Westland, Green Genie in Detroit, all have ghost budsters. We got some funky music for uh, Rashon? Sure, I'll get It's that. strange to have one black friend and not be constantly talking. Yeah, shine a light on it. Make sure everybody sees and knows, like, I have a black friend, and that's a thing. Because it's, it's weird that a black person is friends with white people. Mm. It's right? not that weird, <laughs> but it's... Th- it So Rashon has been laughing at us discovering no homo and it's beginning and end years later because of course in Rashon's world when when did no homo start Rashon Man I was like in high school when that whole thing first started and this is this is like actually on par with like white people and black people cuz I remember like in high school like they're playing songs like baby got back like songs that were like hits in the eighties, they're playing this at like my prime in two thousand and two. All right, so yeah, so you're saying we're late to the game? Like twenty years, yeah, basically. Which speaking about <laughs> being, you know speaking about being late to the game, it's twenty two days in. Happy uh, Black History Month. I was gonna say, yeah, that's the only time I hear from y'all. But, I was, I was, <laughs> but you know what? Don't feel too bad though, because I didn't catch up. I didn't hear Bohemian Rhapsody until I was in high school, so don't feel too bad. Yeah, it can work both ways. But yeah. do you, do you remember when it started per se? Was it a, was it songs or? <laughs> I want to say it? like it's funny because you you said his name, but you said it so proper. But uh, Cameron, 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 yeah. Cameron. Uh, yeah, he's like Cameron. Like I don't know, like, the way Drew <laughs> said it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think he started the whole wave, and it just kind of caught on, and then everybody just kind of said it. They're just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. And so uh, we just said it and. I don't know how I don't know exactly when it transitioned from no homo to pause, but yeah, now I say pause. I was curious, did somebody get did people start getting in trouble for saying it? Because lately a couple of people said it and people go, Oh my god, that's terrible. But I don't recall people ever getting in trouble for it back in the day. I see, okay, so here's the here's the funny thing. Um I personally didn't ever hear anybody get in trouble for it. Um not to say that anybody didn't. Uh, I will say the black community collectively doesn't give a fuck. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't think it was that. Because <laughs> um, we, you know, we really don't care. Like, you're not about to censor us as far as, you know, our, our uh, you know, our catchphrases or our sayings. So I don't think it was that. I just, honestly, I take it down to sheer laziness. It's just a syllable shorter to say pause. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier. It's just like okay, pause. Okay, so so give me an example of using pause, because I, I think it's really cool in a way. It's it's just, I mean, I can't think of anything like it, especially in the case of what it's replacing. But is it just a pause to kind of say that I didn't mean what that could have sounded like? But yeah, I mean, because if you say no homo, it brings attention to it, right? Because now people are like, well, what did you say that was gay? <laughs> but if you say pause, like most people are going to be like. What you know, because because most people didn't even hear what you said, but you say pause to kind of stop somebody else from picking up on it. And it's funny because I was just having a conversation with somebody, 
when whenever you said something, you said no homo, it was immediately after you said whatever you said that could be construed as gay. Yeah. When you say pause, there's a brief second. Because it's like you want to gauge the reaction of people around you. And if you feel like somebody's about to say something, you jump in and say pause before they can say something. No homo. Yeah, it was it was weird in some of the some of those cases the way no homo was spit out so quickly, almost yeah. like it was subliminal, yeah. and and people are really good at doing that. Well, I, I think, think LeBron's was the best when he's being interviewed and that guy has the microphone near his face. He's like, "You're about to put that in my mouth, no homo." <laughs> like it, it, there's no period before the no homo. It's like a comma because it just flows so yeah. quick. So did it it's go out? Did it go out of style? Like um, I'm trying to think. Like on fleek when that went out of style, when a bunch of white girls started saying it. I mean, is that when no homo disappeared? When just white people started saying it? You know what? That's usually an indicator when it's not cool anymore. Is when y'all start saying it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> that's probably what happened. A bunch of white people started saying no homo. It was like, all right, well, let's transition to something else. Um, it's funny though because like you know us men, we we stuck in high school, right? So. Like, I can't even say anything. Like, I could be at a basketball game and somebody get a steal or a block. I can't even say that's some good D without feeling the need to say ball. Because <laughs> you know, I'm talking about defense, but somebody might think I'm talking about dick. So it's like, all right, let me get this out there. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the type, type of uh, examples that I saw because, uh, you know, we started seeing a lot of people get in trouble for saying no homo uh, post-NBA games. Right. And we saw Jokic, yeah. who got fined, and there was another instance where he was saying something and he stopped. He's like, you are not going to get me this time. And then it transitioned to a couple other guys that were being interviewed post-game. And they're like, yeah, they really uh, stretched the D. Pause. <laughs> and, that, and so they said it. No one really picks up on that. Had you heard people say pause before, Brandon or Mark? Have you heard that? I have God, I heard Paul just recently though. The Boondocks. So it's, that just, show. it's just getting to us now. Okay. I got to watch more TV, I guess. <laughs> But if y'all was around me more, y'all would know. Like I would put y'all up on these things. I can't. Y'all can't wait till February to ask me all these black questions. Y'all yeah, gotta... We should just make Rashawn our official African American correspondent. I think. I just watch Atlanta. Exactly. I, I just watch Atlanta instead, Rashawn. Like, see, I like no because I was actually wondering. I'm like, why haven't I been invited to Drew? But I, you know, you live in Ferndale. You know, and it's like, okay, I get it. You know, you can't hang me over too often because then the police will start thinking you're selling drugs at your house or something. I keep telling you you should move over here. Ferndale's a very welcoming neighborhood. I can't. I can't. First of all, y'all wouldn't realize how often that happens. Like, that happens a lot. Like, if I go over to a predominantly white area too often, my friends would tell me all of a sudden the police presence picks up. Like, Have you been pulled over a lot? Uh, not recently, but I remember, uh, when I first moved to Warren, I got pulled over like crazy. I got pulled over for doing the speed limit. Like he actually asked me, do you always do the speed limit? And I was like, what answer am I supposed to give you? Like, I must be I, really naive. Cause I can't picture Ferndale police doing that just because Ferndale was so gay for so long. It just seems like a very, <laughs> it's a, it's just not, uh, an, an area that tries to shut people out. I mean, I, I assume that I could be completely fucked, but. That's my feeling. No, I've never had problems in Ferndale. It's always been like Gross Point, Warren, Northville, places like that. So are you looking to buy a house? Actually, I was. Um, it's funny you mentioned it because uh, me and my new girlfriend, uh, we were talking about uh, going through the uh, Detroit Land Bank and um, oh. getting some houses there and building up some property. Cool. Well, that's and renting some places out too. <laughs> yeah. She sounds hot. 
Yeah, it sounds like we have a conversation. It sounds like we got some catching up to yeah. do, Rashawn. Yeah. yeah, I do have some catching up. A lot happened since, you know, last February. In all seriousness, though, like, yeah, I'm going through a divorce, which, thank God. Bummer. Um, no, no, no. That's a good thing. Don't feel yeah. bad. Well, I, I remember, please though, that, that she, you were in a good position to buy a house, and I was saying, come over to Ferndale, and, and I'll show you some places or something. And, and uh, you said she did not want to buy a house. I'm so glad I didn't, because I swear that'd be one more thing for us to argue about right now. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. No, okay. fuck that bitch. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, <laughs> am I allowed to say that? Yes, uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> if you can live with it. No, I'm for sure. No, I'm definitely in a good place now. Uh, I'm kind of bummed out about our profit sharing. Um, so, oh, I, I, money spent already. In, you know, yeah. So, out hey, nothing. is is the speaker box still rolling? The sneaker box. Um. So I kind of took like a hiatus um, last year. Um, you know, once Silver Sports kicked us out, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, there was a lot of days I just stared out the window on rainy days. Um, and things like that, long walks along the park, feeding the ducks. Um, but no, I, I just, it's like, okay, what do I do now? Um, I had a couple of things going. Uh, I did the thing with the History Channel. Um, oh, cool. That I'm sure you guys watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this uh, sounds like a no. <laughs> no, no like, but I'm working on doing a project because they want to do like a docuseries. So that's still on sneakers? being negotiated. Yeah. Oh, they cool. want to kind of deep dive into sneaker culture. No, this, I'm telling you, that show had immense potential. I just feel like it hasn't found the right place or the right sponsor or something because people love sneakers. I mean, Goddamn shoes. Well, he, uh, you were way ahead of the curve on it, too. How much? I, I think you're way ahead of the curve. Because now look at, like, what is it, StockX, Downtown? I mean, there's just, it's exploded in the oh. last uh, eight years or so. I just thought of something. Yeah. What? Oh, I hate to ask this. What happens to the sneakers in the divorce? She doesn't want those. Oh, dude, I, listen, I, look, I told I told my lawyer if he tries to touch my sneakers, my the money that goes to my lawyer is going towards a hitman. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, like no, nah, she, she's not even that dumb to even. Okay. Like, she knows she knows better. All right, well, um, I won't be dumb enough to ask the question I want to ask, which is how much are your sneakers worth? I'm just going to leave that off the table for right no, now. I tell you, um, no, it's funny because I got in trouble for what I said on Fox Two. What? What'd you we were on Fox Two uh, yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, and um, what's the guy with the uh, uh, the one black guy there? Uh, uh, Randy, Randy Wembley. Um, no, not no with the pigmentation uh, issue. Oh, uh, Lee, Lee Thomas. Yeah, he Vitali- asked Vitiligo. me how yeah. much. Yeah, he asked me how much my shoe collection was worth, and it was like I'm on camera, and we got so many seconds to answer, and it was just spur of the moment, and I just looked at him and I said, "Your life." <laughs> and everybody laughed, but then afterwards it was like you shouldn't have said that. I'm like oh, it was the truth. Um, but I think my collection is probably worth like over a hundred grand. I'm probably like at one twenty, one thirty. Wow. Do you? How many Yeezys do you have? Because you're always a Jordans, uh, Nike and Jordan. No, I, I would never wear Yeezys. You see me wearing Yeezys, it's probably because I lost a bet or something. But not even for collecting. No. Why? Why no, is that? Were they not worth? <laughs> were they not worth the price? Uh, well, there's a lot of shoes that's not worth the price, uh, but that shoe was just atrocious. It was one of those shoes where it was like the name sold the shoe more than the shoe itself. Sure, that's what. I there, were, there, were, there were other similar shoes that looked damn near identical, 
that nobody thought of, but then Kanye saw his version of it and everybody just lost their shit over it. And I'm like, and so now it's funny because, you know, I know I ask people like, why do you wear them? They come with all these bullshit answers like, oh, they're comfortable and this, that or whatever. And now that he's on the with them, they're like, we're not going to buy them anymore. I'm like, it's the same shoe. They're still comfortable. Why are you not buying? Like, I, so it literally comes down to the name. I heard Adidas can't sell yeah, the shoes yeah. they have, which are no longer with his name on them. Yeah. If they're the same shoes, I mean, that, that really tells you something. I mean, there's a lot of value in no, that name. They can just write no, that off. So, okay, so here's the breakdown of that. They can continue selling the shoe, just not with his name, name on it. On it yeah. right? so they can but they still have the inventory of shoes that they still had with his name on it because they produced the shoes two years in advance. Well, a year and a half, two years in advance. So they have a year's worth of <laughs> shoes just Ouch. stored up somewhere. So, yeah, so that's going to be a loss, but they can write that off in their taxes. Do you, you have know? um? Do you have a LeBron James Fruity Pebbles shoe? <laughs> no, I can't. Here's what's funny. I don't like LeBron James the player, but I like his shoes. That's okay. You can separate the art from the other art. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm I mean, to be it, Chad, hard Chad to have Johnson, shoe... when we were at um, Lady Jane's, I noticed he was wearing the LeBron Fruity Pebbles Oh, was shoes. he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who, I bet Chad's got was? some great. Chad. Uh, Chad from Woodward Sports. Chad, the guy that oh, owns Chad, it. I, I got a funny story about Chad. That, that dude... He, I don't know if I can, can I say it on air? Maybe we should talk about this privately. He's an intense guy. Well, intense. Oh, okay. I like him. He likes us, He's so I like intense. him. Yeah. No, no. Well, the one thing I will say, we were doing an interview with a designer from Nike. And they, so you know they got that glass wall between the yeah. studio and the conference room? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to conduct this interview, and at this corner of my eye, I see Chad in the conference room just glaring at us with his arms folded <laughs> like this. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm like, we must be getting fired or something. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But he was just giving us this death stare. And honestly, I don't think we did too many shows after that. <laughs> so no, that might have been. Chad's is super intense. I really yeah. doubt uh-huh. it was that. Uh, but, Rochelle, listen, we got to move along. Your connection sucks. We got to get a better connection next time, next uh, next February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, if you actually had me in studio, you know, like that is, you know. I could add some melon into the studio. <laughs> I should have. I should have asked we you to come lacking. in, actually. Yeah. Um, all right, Rashawn, we will have you in before next February, whether it's in studio or on the phone or with a better connection with your new house. We'll see. But anyway, thank, thank you. you. Thanks. It's great talking to you, man. You look great. Yes, sir. Good to see you, man. <laughs> all right. Bye. Rashawn. I was watching the sneaker box. They were on Woodward Sports, and I'm telling you, it's... <laughs> we never played the outro version of the Lonely Islands, No Homo. <laughs> oh, man, those guys are funny. So great, yeah. I was watching the sneaker box, and... Rashon, he's got three of his buddies. They're all good. Oh, they're, they're all good, really good. They're all friends with each other. They I made an appearance on, on that other. show once. <laughs> in in Wilbur Sports or? No, no, version. before that one. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew more about shoes because. I know I, nothing about shoes. Yeah. Anyway, they, they know everything about shoes. They're really up on it. And I'm like, God, it's such a big culture thing. I would think uh-huh. there would be a great place because they are the guys to deliver it, too. But <laughs> Rashon's. 
Rashon said something about the show starting late, which I think it did, which it doesn't usually, that doesn't usually happen at Woodward Sports. And he said something about being on colored people's time. <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed out loud. It's like, did he say that? He's got such a good sense of humor. He's really quick. And he's so he's so right when he says, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> a lot of black no, people they don't. don't. And Most people don't because they have uh, more important things to worry about. I was reading about, boy, I wonder why his signal sounded funky. Because I could hear I him know. clearly. It was yeah. a weird signal. But um, he's so right, and I was thinking about this today because I was getting a lot of email about it, and I was reading a lot about it. This Don Lemon thing, you know, has uh, a lot oh of people God. just losing their minds because he was back on today on CNN, and this is after he said women hit their prime in their 20s, 30s, and 40s because he doesn't like Nikki Haley, who said that presidents over 75 should have to take a competency test. And, and honestly, I don't know why Don Lemon took that so personally. She's hitting my guy. The fact of the matter is, I would rather, if it was my guy that was 77, I'd rather know he's competent than have my incompetent favorite politician at 77 running the country. But I, I don't think most people feel that way. I think they'd rather have their incompetent favorite rather than the other guy, which I guess in this case would be Trump. But anyway... Um, the, the way it was being framed in a couple of the emails I got today was Don Lemon versus Fox News because Fox News got busted in this court case, essentially yeah. um, really not believing that there was any election fraud or that the election was stolen, but still playing along with the narrative with the people who were. And you know, it's interesting that I read this because I never really believed that they believed that because. If, and I don't watch either any of those shows a lot, but in watching well, Tucker Carlson... Probably because you don't believe that they believe that. I didn't... Well, I wasn't sure, to be honest. But I noticed that Tucker was never outright, this is bullshit, this election was stolen. He had people on that would say that, and he would point out various aspects of the story, but I didn't see him... Now, again, I didn't see him that much, so he may have been saying that every other night, for all I know. Um, they were certainly presenting the narrative and and acting. Well, all three of those upset about all it. Three of those primetime shows were. They were certainly presenting the story as if it had some kind of legs. Mm -hmm. I just didn't see them necessarily pushing it in there. You know, maybe they were just letting other people. But I, like I said, I didn't watch that much. So some people will say things about Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. And you know they're the kind of people that never watch them. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't always know what to think. But I, I got to say that that court filing about Fox News reminds me a little bit of like a Project Veritas thing. It's like, yeah, they're doing what we assumed they were doing, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I wasn't really like sure what to think. Evidence. I didn't think they believed it. But, um, but what they were doing was they were serving their audience. They were getting the views, the clicks, et cetera. If they had gone on and said... This is all bullshit. All these people yeah. are nuts. There is no evidence whatsoever. They could have really wiped out their audience for a significant period of time. Now, they might have won them back. My favorite part was the uh, nice care package they sent to Mike Lindell. Did you know that? Because he was on Newsmax and he was kind of ragging on Fox, Mike Lindell. But he's Re Recently? A, this was in that court filing, the oh. Dominion filing. Um, and they were so scared of losing all that money that he spends on Fox. He sent him a nice little care package. What was in the Start care package? I, I don't know. It's just, I'd have to <laughs> look it up again. But it was like, oh, shit, we can't lose our advertiser. Which, well, Yeah, I, because any primetime punditry show on any network isn't about the news. It's about telling the audience what they want to hear. 
I had not even not what it should be, but that's what it is. I had not even processed the Mike Lindell part. Mike Lindell spends how much a year on Fox News? I don't know how much, but it's got to be an insane amount of money. Yeah. So if they were to, you know, openly debunk that, would they risk that account? Because there were times when they were being "quote unquote" boycotted by people, where it seemed like My Pillow was the only advertiser on the station. That's what Dominion feels like in that in the court filing. I'd love to know what that number is. But Don Lemon, on the other hand, um, in trying to do the same thing Fox News was doing, he offended all the women out there, period, and the women at CNN by saying that, you know, women are out of their prime when they pass their 40s because she made a suggestion that it could hurt Joe Biden. Well, if Joe Biden is so great, I don't know why it would hurt Joe Biden. But anyway, um, what I did not consider, and this is something else I was getting feedback on, is that Don Lemon is gay. I just forgot he was gay yeah, for that, some that's reason. That's what I was saying yesterday. Like, how would he know when a woman's in her prime? He's black and he's, he's gay. gay. That's why he had to Google it. So he has a super shield, and today he was back on. He did not apologize on the air. Uh, the story is that he's on very thin ice. Now, what I couldn't find out was... Um, they said something about him having to undergo some training. Today, there was nothing about that. I didn't hear him saying he's undergoing any training. He's back on the air. He could have gotten training over the weekend, could he? No. I think Don Lemon is in a good enough position, being a gay black guy, to say, fuck you, I'm not taking any training. You think that's the only reason they're keeping him? I don't know. Uh, but I think that in terms of getting fired for saying something outlandish and think, ridiculous, do you, do you I think, think it helps him a lot to be black and gay. The people a that, lot. The people that watch him, though, do you think they watch him because he's black and gay? They don't watch him. No doesn't one really have an audience. Yeah. I, I mean, why do his ratings not matter? I, I don't understand I don't any of it. I don't get it either. I can't imagine why he's on the air. Now, the guys at Fox have ratings. They've got big numbers. So, I mean, it would be certainly tricky to fire those guys. They're not going to get fired over this dominion thing are you gay because they were they were doing what the audience wanted them to do i mean which tells you how important or how real their feelings are or aren't sometimes i think they're very sincere sometimes not so much but um megan kelly was ripping cnn do you have to grab a boob to get noticed she got fired over blackface she got fired for bringing up blackface for saying uh, I didn't know about blackface in high school. Remember, 100 people from her high school class signed a petition. We knew about blackface! <laughs> and she was excoriated by all those people, and she had to have a panel on the next day, and, I mean, they really rubbed her nose in it. I know you disagree, but I still think the reason she, they used that to get rid of her because of that other show got terrible reviews and terrible ratings. I don't know why yeah, CNN does but, but they were able to suggest... CNN doesn't care about that, but NBC apparently did. They what were Megan able to, wants, Megan gets. They were able to suggest that her her racism is what got her fired. So yeah, they looked like big heroes. Exactly. And they made her look like an idiot. Um, although I think people people in the know know the score there. They they know she what they, she did was not be worthy of being fired. It was probably stupid. It would have been a, probably was a good topic on the show, I'm guessing, but I mean they just Oh, my God, we are so... How could she be so stupid? She never wore blackface. They had people at NBC that wore blackface. They weren't fired. Jimmy Fallon wasn't fired. Jimmy Kimmel wasn't fired because Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel are on the right side of the argument. So they can't get fired for that. But Megyn Kelly being a righty, uh, the minute she's insensitive about blackface, oh, terrible Megyn Kelly. Well, I didn't hear Al Roker giving any speeches about anybody else. Who else got fired? Billy Bush got fired because he laughed at Trump. 
Wasn't it? Billy Bush? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. From Extra. So oh, yeah, no, he was on the fourth They fired Megyn Kelly. He was starting the fourth hour of the Today Show. They fired Billy Bush. They shut down Miguel Almagower. They fired Matt Lauer. Uh, I think they fired a couple of reporters, too, around the Me Too time. Um, but uh, anyway, it looks like... I, I wonder how... Don Lemon, is he going to clean up his act? I don't know if he's the kind of guy that can or would bother. I don't think he cares. I don't, yeah. And, and honestly, the funny thing about it is that nobody really watches, so it, it's, it's a bigger story than the show. Yeah. Um, you know, on the same, along the same lines, I was thinking about this too, um, and this gets a lot of response too. People are, are as interested in this as I kind of think they are, or maybe just some people are very interested in it. Carl Malone. Versus John Stockton. If John Stockton was black and Carl Malone was white, would Carl Malone be busted for fucking a thir- uh, 12-year-old, impregnated 12-year-old? And if Carl Malone was a guy questioning vaccines, would Carl Malone, would he be persona grata in Utah? Brandon? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I mean, it, what, what college should Carl Malone go to? Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. Tech. Okay, so if a Louisiana Tech mandated masks and Carl Malone said, I ain't going to any more games, I don't know. I don't think that would be that big of a deal. I no, mean, but Car- he, Carl but Malone is a Republican. I mean, he has done plenty of fundraising and promoted uh, plenty of Republican candidates. So. He was honored two All-Star games in a row. John Stockton, on the other hand, is kind of hung out to dry. Uh, I don't know. Interesting question. I think it's. I think a lot of it has to do with how recent the things were. I don't because, like I said, I could have told you that about John. Knocking Stockton. up a twelve-year-old. I don't know why that would lighten up over time. Because people didn't know about it. Uh, maybe they didn't. Why did people know about it all of a sudden? That's the weird thing. It's kind of like Kanye because, West. Uh, was it USA Today wrote an article about it, and then you had like the Bamani Jones thing we played. I don't know. When was the last time you thought about Carl Malone? When was the last time he was in the news? Well, Carl Malone is one of the greatest players in NBA history. I mean, he's always sort of of interest, I would think. Uh, his daughter was playing in the WNBA. I mean, he had these great reunions with his daughter, who he ignored for the first 18 years of her life. I don't know. I just think if, if John, John Stockton and Carl Malone traded skin colors, I think that would be a different story. Um, and and a story that I read, uh, and I think you read it too, Brandon. Did you, you read the Rolling Stone story on cancellation? Yeah, Rolling Stone loves cancel culture. They find it to be justified, and they think it makes for a better humanity. And they explained it too, that it's, it's a way of getting back at people that the government can't protect us from. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, who are generally white men. And I think they referred to white men, didn't they, in the story? Yes. So um, that... I suppose, answers some questions as to why Antonio Brown, why certain people can just go on and do their thing and nobody cares. Antonio Brown can put out revenge porn and nobody cares. Um, but my question about the Rolling Stone article was, who voted for all this stuff? When did when were the cancellation rules made and who voted on this? Because I don't remember this. It seems to me they're, they've just decided this or somebody's decided this or it's just been accepted that there's certain people we're going to cancel when they really fuck up, and there's other people that, no, we're not going to do anything. And, you know, for example, who was the uh, Me Too guy? Uh, Russell, Russell Sims? Russell Simmons. Oh, Russell Simmons? Russell Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, who uh, was accused of raping, I think, two or three different women. I mean, it was really bad, and he did step down from his company, but honestly, that story really never went anywhere. 
It just wasn't a big, big story. Not Oprah like was going to do a. She's going to be special. Oprah yeah, was going to do a special. Backed out. Oprah got so much shit from the black community. She backed out of a documentary that was done by two really outstanding documentarians who had won awards, and she, you know, and she got a lot of crap for the Michael Jackson thing too. Did you see what Russell Simmons been up to lately? I t- did see his name recently. He spent Valentine's Day with Kanye. <laughs> So it seems kind of perfect, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh my god! But he's he's kind of disappeared from there too. Yeah, he's pretty. Um, he's kept pretty low profile. It's amazing I mean, how Kanye has disappeared when he was in the news every fucking day. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a question, uh, and maybe maybe you can answer this. Probably not. After the Super Bowl, uh, Rihanna was getting, and her Super Bowl ratings were better than the Super Bowl, which is amazing. Really? I didn't know yeah, she had $118 million at halftime, and I never knew they even measured this, and the game did 112 or 113 It wasn't, it was a bump. Pretty significant, though. And, and certainly a test to her star power, which is about as big as anybody, honestly. Anyway, her Spotify monthly listeners is up about 7 million people. Yeah. From well, the Super Bowl. Remember, we were talking uh, the day after, like all her hits were charting again on Apple's uh, charts all over the world, not just in the U.S. I think her her streams on Apple the day after were up like three hundred and thirty percent. So anyway, I just happened to notice because I was sort of watching his Spotify after he got you know canceled, quote unquote, Kanye West. His Spotify listens were up. He was he was around forty eight million or something. He's up around fifty one million, and he was I want to say he had dropped to number thirty nine or forty. He was the eleventh biggest Spotify musician in the world, and now he's back at number thirty. And I thought, I wonder if that's the Rihanna thing. And the only reason I wondered that was because I noticed that Paul McCartney's numbers were up. He did one song with Rihanna. Could one song with Rihanna actually boost his Spotify? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's, I a, it's a million stream song. Possible? So, how how recently are you talking? I do love Hitler. I mean, like the the two weeks after the Super okay. Bowl, because he's back in the news in a big way today. Oh yeah, uh, boy! This last night I was reading about. It, I was like, oh my god, because they were saying, you know, Paul McCartney's been recording bass parts on the Rolling Stones album, or he's been recording with the Stones, and then it was well, it was Ringo might be doing a song or two too, and I was like, holy shit! And then today Stone it came out, a drummer and a bassist. Makes well, sense. Today it came out, and it made a lot more sense. He recorded one song with the Rolling Stones. Exactly. By the way, did he record with the Rolling Stones? Or or, or did he lay it down separately? Yeah, I was really excited. He contributed bass, was how it's said, so that could be done separately. I want them recording together. I thought that would be fucking cool. Uh, He said about... Only if they take a competency test. (laughs) Well, they all have to. Um, About three weeks ago, he said, yeah, I've been working with Andrew Wyatt, and Andrew Wyatt produced... What was the album of the year this year? Andrew Wyatt. I don't know. Andrew Wyatt, I thought for some reason, I thought that was Bill Cosby's uh, PR guy. Oh, he does have a guy named I think is it Wyatt I think it's or Andrew Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. Maybe he does. No, this is a big-time producer. Big producer. And so I thought, wow, Paul's recording with, with Andrew Wyatt. It's kind of cool. He's a younger guy. He's a big shot. And he's recorded with a lot of great producers. But he didn't even mention the Rolling Stones. He really kept that quiet. And they did, too. And then all of a sudden, I don't know who announced it. It just uh, variety, variety magazine, up. and then Rolling Stone had to kind of fact check it and correct the the whole thing that it's just one song and that. Did Mick or Keith say not. anything? No, no. Yeah, I have a feeling he just contributed to it. Which damn it, come on. Looks like Andrew Wyatt has worked with Liam Gallagher mostly, most recently, okay. and then he did Miley Cyrus a That's while good. back. 
I got Love you, you Jagger. Uh, I'm really digging Noel Gallagher. That track he did, Just One More Kiss, I really liked. He's oh, got yeah. a new track I like. And then coming saw, to town. Yeah, High Flying Birds. I saw that, uh, yeah, with Garbage, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I think so. Hey, who opens for who? Garbage opens for Noel. Yeah, I think really? Garbage opens. Well, and then I saw his, when Burke Backrack died, that version of This Guy's In Love With You was suddenly popping around, and that was really good. And I listened to that, and it, you know, pops the next video, and the next video was him doing a version of Strawberry Fields Forever all by himself, just him and his guitar. Fucking great. Just fucking great. So, we have some uh, true crime to get to today, and... Oh, yeah, some really good true crime to get to. Dan Wetzel has been working on a story. What that is a really great f- story he wrote, man. This what story is really fucked up. The murder yep. down at the University of Alabama. I mean, you're talking about a team, well, as recently, we're just the number one NCAA team in the nation. They were ranked number one? Yeah. They I were didn't the, even know that. Are, yeah, oh, 23 yeah, and four. Now. Yeah, they're really, really, they have... Roll four, Tide. They have four, like a fab four freshmen, like four really good freshmen. And they have the... That's my butt! And that coach is... That coach is the guy, uh, Brandon, that came from Buffalo. That Remember when Lindsey Hunter left 105-1 to just go be an assistant coach? I believe he went to that guy's staff at Buffalo. Oh, my God. That was the Best greatest. exit of a one job day ever. I'm, one day I get into work at 105-1 at, like, I don't know, 8, 10 a.m., and I'm getting the show run down, getting ready for our show, and we're creeping up to... What, two o'clock or something, whenever we're supposed to go on the air. And hey, where's my host? Where's <laughs> anybody seen Lindsay Hunter? Anybody? No, okay, well, we'll, we'll wait for him. And I'm was doing... usually, was Lindsay the kind of guy that's usually on time? Well, usually, usually you're looking for the other host. That's, yeah, the other host. Oh, yeah, that host. The PD, who <laughs> oh, bailed on show two. But, oh, boy. but anyway, I'm, I'm just doing some show prep at my computer. I'm on Twitter, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I just see a tweet that says, Lindsay Hunter accepts role as a coach in Buffalo. <laughs> While you're waiting for him? Yeah. And I go, I go, hey, everybody, does this tweet mean Lindsay's not coming in today? What's going on? We, we called him, texted him, nothing. Just phew, gone. He couldn't even give the exclusive See to his own show that he's supposed to be on. Nope. Pretty funny. <laughs> great dude, though. I liked him. Uh, yeah. Where is he? Did he's he end up likable. going to Alabama? Is he, where's he at? I don't know. I, you know, he was I on, liked Lindsay. Yeah. He was on one of the Woodward Sports shows recently. And oh, really? He's very good. Yeah. I like him. Okay, so, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute, but uh, the Ted Williams clip of the day is really, I, I feel a little misguided not having gotten it in sooner. It's become a big part of the show. People are loving the Ted Williams clip of the day. We gotta, you know, let's use car sponsors for that when they officially come on, after we bill them. <laughs> Ted Williams with you. That's There's a minister and a guy out playing golf, right? And every time the guy that's playing with the minister miss a hole, he'd say, oh, shit, I missed. And so the minister said, oh, son, we can't use that kind of language when we're in the presence of God. He said, you have to watch your mouth. So the next hole came up, the guy missed. He said, oh, shit, I missed. He said, son, I'm not going to tell you no more. The Lord does not approve of that kind of language, and you cannot be in my presence and call yourself a Christian by using that language. He said, okay, minister, I won't do it no more. And the third hole, he did the same thing. Oh, shit, I missed. The man said, you know, the Lord is going to strike you down. If you say it one more time, the Lord will strike you. Okay, I'm not going to say it no more. He can strike me dead. The next hole, oh, shit, I missed. The minister looked up in the heavens and it got dark and the earth started spinning real fast and a big 
bolt of lightning came down and hit the minister. And from the heavens you heard, oh, shit, I missed. <laughs> oh, boy, that's an old, that's an old school joke. <laughs> the old school joke. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was awful. <laughs> oh, man, he makes Can me laugh. Just do loud. weather and time. <laughs> I'd listen to him do weather and time, I think. <laughs> There's such a well of, it's, I mean, Carl would kill to have a well of data like Ted Williams for Stuttering John. The Stuttering John material, I think they're finally running out. But uh, I'll talk about something going on with Carl in just a second. First, I want to mention Christina Gennari. I said that uh, Luke was in here today, and he was talking to Christina, and she's really hungry to get some more business out of the show, which means that we're hungry for her to get more business out of the show. She and her team at KW, she's a big listener, too, and and has met, has been at the meet and greets. She's a hungry, hardworking lady, and she's been killing it out there with KW. We're just hoping to hook her up with people. If you're looking for real estate, and you don't have a realtor, or you need help with your house, your listing, whatever, Christina's got a great team, and they do a hellacious job. And um, when it's time to move on, give her a chance. Text her or call her. If you have questions about real estate, too, and I'm sincere about that, and I know she is, too, that's how relationships are made. If you're wondering, you know, oh, I wonder what my house would have praised for. I wonder if I did list it. Call Christina, 248-550-4788, or text her at 248-550-4788. Now, uh, Andy Amos is still, I'm honestly surprised they're advertising because the show is close to sold very, out. Very close, yeah. So I'm happy they're on here. We got Andy Amo, Andy Amos, and we got uh, Jason Carr sponsors to build today, too. <laughs> so we are really having a good day here. Uh, hear the real story with White Boy Rick, hosted by Charlie LaDuff, in a one-on-one, no-holds-barred interview at the Andy Amos Celebrity Showroom in Warren. And they got a little plug on TV when Fouch was going in there for his... That's uh, right, yeah. <laughs> or his fundraiser. His fundraiser, yeah, for the fifth Fuck term that, that he's shit. legally not allowed to have. <laughs> That's really wild. I bet that was a great bash, though. Ugh. And I'll tell you what, if Fouts has his fundraiser at Andiamo's and Warren, that tells you one thing. It's probably a really nice place. That was the only good thing about that bash was the location. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, nobody knows Warren like Mayor Fouts. Yeah, so he's he not going to have an event no, at a place. No, he's going to have it at the nicest place in Warren. There you go. Yep. And Andy Almas it was, and that's where Charlie and White Boy Rick are. Saturday, March the 18th, White Boy Rick telling his incredible story about life before, during, and after prison. Audience members can ask questions during the evening. Tickets on sale at andiamoshowroom.com or call 568-268-3200. VIP meet and greet packages are also available. I wonder if that's what they're working on because the I looked at the floor. It it's is pretty full. Yeah. It's really, wow, what a great show. I, you know... I knew the first day when I saw the floor that it was doing well, but if you'd asked me ahead of time, I would have said, I don't know how that'll go. I would think it would go well, but Andiamo's is a big place. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think I counted, uh, I want to say I counted close to 90 tables, and they have 10 at a table. And R Rick is keeping a lot of stories to himself. Yeah. He's, he was really nervous with all the interviews because he didn't want to give away anything. I understand. He's ready to spill. He's breaking silence. Yeah, don't miss the real story. White Boy Rick, one-on-one -on -one with Charlie LaDuff at the Andiamo showroom, Saturday, March the 18th. And as I said yesterday, if you want a ticket up front, I think there's four seats real close to the front. There's a few seats in the middle, and there's a few seats further back. Uh, they range from, I think, the, the seats towards the back. I mean, it's a small, it's not a big room. It only holds 800 and... 
I think 800 people is the alleged yeah. capacity. Um, you're going to be close anywhere you're sitting, but I think you can get in there for 35 bucks. It'd be a good time. And Carl announced, and I don't, I don't think it's available or to no. purchase yet, but Carl announced. It's a save the date announcement. <laughs> yes, the save the date announcement for September the 14th, so Carl can catch some UM action on Saturday. Possibly the Lions, too. I mean, they haven't revealed the schedule. The Lions, can, they could very well be home on that Sunday, right? He's talking about coming early, too. He could be at a Tigers game. He's He'll gonna, take gonna, it all in, too. move here. Carl used my Champions Club tickets. And so did his parents. Oh, really? His parents had a ball. Yeah, it's great. That's the best ticket in sports. It's really fun. Uh, but who's the Michigan game? Uh, you know what? I don't even know. It's their home schedule. Oh, it's it's going to sound ridiculous to say. Their home schedule is worse this year than it was last year. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it sounded very teddy. Well, what is in the 15th? I'm going to look it up here. Okay. <laughs> While you're looking it up. Bowling Green. There you go. On the 16th. Well, Trudy. Ooh, Ooh. it's Trudy School. Okay, I, I know I'm parsing here, but isn't that a better opponent than last year? Isn't Bowling Green okay? No. No? They're not a good Mac team? Forward Falcons, forward Falcons, fight for victory. Show your spirit, make them fear it, fight for OBG. Forward Falcons, forward Falcons, Falcons. keep the contest king. She does not know the song. Shout out the fame of our mighty name and win for Bowling Green. No, they okay. were six and seven last year. But the first three games, East Carolina at home, UNLV at home, and Bowling Green at home. You and, uh, East Carolina used to have some decent teams. Are they not good anymore? No. No? No, they're terrible. Are they really bad? I mean, at least UConn made a – this past year when Michigan – UConn made a bowl, I guess. So God, I thought East Carolina all, wasn't that bad. Let me look it up. I mean, they upset the Hokies a couple times when they weren't bad, when they were good. Yeah, no, they've had – They seasons. used to be had decent. seasons, yeah. So if they – did they reach the sucktitude level that Michigan will host at home in a non-conference pretty game? Pretty much, yeah. I was – see, I was thinking uh, you know, if you took the best MAC team – that would be a decent non-conference game for nobody, Michigan. Nobody wants to see that, though. But I don't even know who the best MAC team is in football. Is it Toledo? Ohio, I think. Oh boy, I don't even know who played in the championship. Yeah, like, see that. how see how little we know about it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, they were eight. Uh, East Carolina was eight and five this year. Yawn. You know what? Their play-by-play guy died. What? Jeff Charles. Google Jeff Charles. See if that's East Carolina. Google it. Uh, Jeff Charles. Jeff Charles. James Charles. James. I can't believe I'm bald. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Jeff Charles, who would s- kind of say that before he died. Oh, yeah. He was kind of yeah. bald. Oh, damn. <laughs> Is it Jeff? Am I right about that? Yeah, Is voice Je- of the ECU okay. yeah. Pirates, Did Jeff Charles. Oh, yes, Jeff Charles died. Oh, and you know what? They canceled the game. Really? I thought that was, I was like, Wow, 2023 is so different. I mean, we see that at Michigan State and the reaction and response and the trauma, et cetera. But I never dreamed you would cancel a Division One basketball game over the play-by-play guy dying because you know they have somebody who can do it. Yeah. But he'd been there 30 years. Did he die, like, right before the game? I don't think it was right before the game. Hmm. Now, I don't think that's why they canceled it. I just think he was a beloved one of the truly beloved figures of the school because he was the voice of the Pirates for all that time. and Well, in all seriousness, do you, I mean, oh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to wish him death, but I'm just thinking of long-term announcers that have been places. I mean, Blah has been in state stuff. Oh, yeah. Forever. I don't think Jeff Charles is beloved as George Blaha or yeah. many as I'm just saying I have an like experience that. with Jeff Charles because Jeff Charles was at Virginia Tech. Oh, really? He was. He came... <laughs> f- I'm trying to remember where he came from, but he landed 
at Virginia Tech around the time Bill Dooley became the <laughs> athletic director. Yeah. Bill Dooley. In 1978, Jeff Charles became the voice of the Hokies. And he was the voice of the Hokies when the Bill Dooley is a penis incident occurred on V105, WVVV, Blacksburg, Christiansburg. And that was when I had no phone screener and virtually every caller would say Bill Dooley's a penis before I could cut them off <laughs> on when I was taking calls after a game that the Hokies had, I believe, lost a close game. Bill Dooley ran the most boring offense. It was so bad. And once one person said it, and it was obvious that I didn't want, you know, I couldn't bleep it. Mm-hmm. Let's see your penis. They had no dump system. It became a thing to call in and say Bill Dooley is a penis, and it even went into the next couple weeks. Penis looks great. It's a good hook. You should have leaned into it. I, you know, pretty I, small penis, huh? If I had to do it over again, I would, and I would, uh, I would keep talking about it. what I did. Was I stopped talking about it? I think people forgot eventually, and it, like one week went by without anyone doing it, and so it just went away. Was that was that a school owned station too, though? No. Penis. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, well, no. shit, man. You could have done it all day. And you know what else? We were an affiliate. We were, oh, I know. We were the the main affiliate station. that okay, yeah. provided the feeds. So, yeah, so you're not going to lean into it. So, doot, doot, doot. Penis detected. That's why uh, Mike Bell and I, whom you guys met yeah. Mike, oh, yeah. we dude. were called in to Jeff Charles' office uh, <laughs> to have a conversation. And we were like, what? Are they going to offer us a job or something? We had no idea. <laughs> And this is like 80, 82 or 83. I just finished playing baseball there, so I thought it was going to be... Anyway, Jeff Charles read us the riot act. Oh, boy. Not just over Bill Dooley as a penis, but for being very negative about the Hokies offense and about... And uh, apparently, that's, I think that's when I found out that Bill Dooley was in his car and heard someone say, Bill Dooley is a penis. And you know he said out loud, I am not a penis! <laughs> you know, he got, he got so mad about that. <laughs> God, that's that's really funny because we think about you know announcers now and how soft they are on the the team that they're affiliated with. Oh, they and he was back. soft. Jeff was soft. Back. He was not somebody who's ever going to call out anything. Yeah, but that's not a new Anyone phenomenon. For penis. It was also a power imbalance because he was the voice of the Hokies and he was really kind of piling on us when it really was silly because yeah. there was nothing that outrageous. I do remember one of the complaints was Mike was. Uh, we we're talking about a drive or something, and Mike was snoring, like, you know, like, well, the offense is boring. And I remember he pointed that out, how unprofessional that was. Yeah, but the truth's on his side. He should have oh, said, absolutely. I tried to stay awake. I fell asleep, though. It's boring. Well, I do remember that the, the, the conversation diverted into a discussion about the offense is boring, with him trying to say that it wasn't boring yes. or suggest that it was less boring than yeah. we thought it was. Anyway, that was the Jeff's Charles story, and... He was only there for a few more years, and then he, or maybe just a couple years, and then he took that East Carolina job. I didn't realize he'd been there all that wow. time. Wow. Well, good for him. So he oh. would, wait, he would have left in, he left yeah, in 92 or 93. Yeah. So he was there a few years. But anyway, kind of a dick. <laughs> He's been dead for a couple weeks. Shiny and nice eulogy. Sorry. And splendidly bright. Here one day, gone one night. Can we hear some Jeff Charles? Too soon. Can we hear maybe a highlight or two? Because... He was a puker. Oh, was he? I think he was, yeah. And the Hawkers turned the putt down to two yards. So did he do basketball and football? For yes, he did. Yep. What a Mike Hog. And they gave him other responsibilities, which is why he called us in to take care of it. That sort of thing. Let's see. I think, I think you're going to hear some puking.
athletes. Well, here's a piece they did uh, on him to eulogize. We begin him. this evening with sad news for ECU Pirate fans. The voice of ECU Pirates, Jeff Charles, has passed away. Our Brian Bailey is joining us now. With because you know they're going to use his best, his best piece. I think so. I mean, just devastating news out of New Orleans tonight. I should have been the able to call that a power imbalance Charles. if I'd known at the time. <laughs> Charles recently called his 1,000th basketball broadcast at East Carolina. He also are you getting triggered seeing him there? A little bit. His career at ECU. He came to East Carolina in 1988 after working at Virginia Tech, hey, Illinois. Thanks for listening to the Furman. podcast. He was a longtime friend to all of us Aww. at WNCT and Ooh. was the host of the ECU Awkward. coaches shows oh, on our station for many, many years. His greatest call came after the that. 1992 Peach Bowl in Atlanta when he said, you can paint these peaches purple. We'll never forget that. Oh, man. Our friend You'd find that, please. Pause. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. What does that even mean? <laughs> I know they're purple. And it's the yard field goal attempt. David Hartman. Will play for the tie. The Wolfpack will play for the tie, folks. Hartman will kick it. It is up. And it is. No oh, good. A kick. Pirates win. You can paint these pitches purple. Great alliteration. <laughs> okay. I can't believe that. Okay. Also, just one other thing. Not to take shots or anything. Yeah, right. Starting now. I think East Carolina was a little bit of a sideways move, maybe downwards even. For Virginia Tech? I would think so. For him. Yeah. I mean, do, uh, Beamer was just coming on when he left. Yeah. And, and also, even sense. if you consider this is sort of early Beamer, when Beamer was struggling and on the way up, Beams. I just think there was, the school had more history, sports Welcome history fans to this East summer's Carolina. weekly video series we're calling Favorite ECU Memories. Pirate fans, you're the best. Pirate it's an opportunity fans, for us best. to relive some great memories in Pirate football history. Football. We have to start with the 1991 season. Obviously, 91? you may remember the Pirates opened the season. Does include his own highlights in this? I think that's the, the year they painted the peaches purple. Right after oh, another. And the Pirates yeah, went right on through that season. Two, two games right? that I remember specifically in the run. The game against Pittsburgh Please here in Greenville. Your Jeff liked the two-point conversion for the win late in the game. And then the Pirates go to Virginia Tech oh. and take on the Hokies. All the so-called experts said the Pirates would never win that game. Oh, suck Greg it. Grandison had the pick. What a traitor. <laughs> what a fucking yeah, that traitor. Was Pirates won got that good. game. In the I'm just okay. The Pirates then, Let's of course, hear that played North call, Carolina Jeff. State in the Peach Bowl here, right? game, and it didn't look good. Down 34 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. Wow. And those 30,000 Pirate fans there waving those gold sabers willed this football team. Sweet sassy molasses. We believe it was a day that we said you can paint these peaches purple. We? The Pirates oh, won hear it the 37 call. to 34, finished number nine yeah. in the nation. You didn't have and with a record of the nation. None of the rights. <laughs> And boom goes the dynamite. Oh, <laughs> um, Good for him. Why, why would he not play the actual audio? I don't know. It didn't seem to me that he's beneath doing that. <laughs> it's like there's some madman on the street room. So he's dead. <laughs> it became so familiar to me. 33 yards out. You can paint this one purple. Oh, 
you he recycled it. That's a good move. Was you know Jeff Charles on the on the radio and on the way coming into town or leaving town, you always heard that, and he was a staple in my life. His voice and uh, you can paint him those pages a, purple. A radio personality uh, is synonymous with uh, this community, with East Carolina. Athletics, the Greenville, North Carolina community. Is it North or South Carolina? I can't even remember. That is the voice of an angel. It's North Carolina, isn't it? We did some donuts in a van on their practice field and got busted. Passion for ECU athletics and everything people are saying to remember are kind of generic. Generic, yes. Jeff, the voice, Charles. I love watching um, like local TV because I was, you know, I was up north. I was in uh, Gaylord oh, yeah, this weekend. I caught fun. Kennedy on TV. Did you? I was watching, yeah, nine and ten sports. She did a story, and yeah, she she uh, this would have been Monday. Did night. she anchor those sports? She cast. did the sports on Monday night. Yeah, and I was watching. Uh, I think oh, it might have been Saturday night. Did or, she look comfortable in her new position? Yeah, yeah. yeah she, I thought she did well. I think um, she looked do great. But they <laughs> pirate baseball highlight right there. I, I, I was amazed watching it, Drew, because. The sports was all high school basketball. Local, local, like It was local. just so mm. many high school basketball highlights. Yeah, well, that's I, I know probably that's what they want to see. Just, but we don't see that here. You know what I mean? No. Big, Major big market, yeah, sure. It's kind of fun watching those channels, though. They, have, yeah, they got a great weatherman. Julie was making fun of me for raving about the weatherman up there. Well, I used to, good. I got to tell you, driving home to Chicago, I used to love when all local radio was local. Yeah. It was so much fun to listen to crappy morning and, you know, personalities in mid-Michigan stations yeah, and tiny it's, markets. It was fun. And it's one of the reasons we tell. do this job. We was like it Tom that. O'Hare? They were coming up with the best. No, this guy, Michael oh, Stevens. Damn. Michael Stevens. And I worked boy, with Tom O'Hare at hair. WTCM. Yeah. Wait, he, you guys were working for um, Half the Pay, View of the Bay together? Tom O'Hare was? He was still with 9 and 10 News, but we'd call him every morning for, for weather. And I current and I also worked with Kennedy. <clears throat> worked with Bill Freilich. I know all these guys. These are my Bill people. Bill Freilich, the, the guard, offensive lineman, the guard from the Falcons. That's correct. Bill Freilich was working for uh, half the pay view of the Bay. <laughs> it's spelled totally different. Carson could afford to work for half the pay view of the Bay if he was starting out in the broadcast industry. But I would think Bill Freilich <laughs> could get a job in Pittsburgh or somewhere. Wait, did he play Pitt? I think he did, yeah. Freilich, yeah. he had quite a career. Well, the, the Falcons, right? Wasn't the Falcons his team? Sounds right. When he was a pro bowler? Yeah. Who, um, who else wants to talk that about reminds me, Taylor... 1980s uh, interior football lineman? <laughs> Taylor Lewan, I guess. Thielman. Did you know Taylor Lewan has a show on Barstool? Barstool? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did not Star. know that. With yeah. Jeffree Star? With that, yeah, we talked about it. That's that thing that they were Yeah, teasing. I know. I didn't realize that was a Barstool show. And it coincided with his possible retirement that he's trying to build. Is that a big show over there? Well, it better be because they cut him today. Oh, they cut him for football? Tennessee did. Yeah, he knew. I think he knew it was coming. Uh, but it's made, they made it sound like it was a cap cut because they cut three former Pro Bowlers. What's the name of Titans. Taylor Lewan's show? I don't know. It's Buzzing in the Bushes or something? I don't know. Jeffrey I mean, Starr and Taylor Lewan. Yeah, remember that was the. It's got a name though, I think. Like, I I could swear in the bushes or something like that. Then he got in that he got in that brouhaha with his alma mater, the University of Michigan. All right, bussing with the boys. That's it, bussing with the boys. Let's see, let's see how bussing with the boys. Taylor the one drive. Bussing with the boys. Hey. Not bad. 
Doing very well. Who else is on it? Who's the other host, Brandon? Well, Jeffrey Starr is more the... Will Compton? I think he Will just... Will Compton? That, I, I think that show's been around a while. Oh, so he just joined the show. All right. Okay, Get on the bus with NFL players Will Captain and Taylor Loha. The boys let you know their hilarious, high-energy, and heartfelt conversations. <laughs> Why is this so much fun doing that voice? <laughs> How would you like to win a suite for the 2023 football season? Just get to Lady Jade's today for an award-winning haircut experience, and you will automatically qualify for your chats to live the sweet life with the lads. Lady Jade's haircuts for men walk in any time, seven days a week. It's wicked awesome. I didn't do that already, did I? No. No, I didn't. Nope. Okay. And uh, Greg Roche, they're doing boobs, lots of boobs, big boobs, medium boobs, any kind of boobs, lifting boobs, injecting boobs, putting fat in boobs, making boobs as perfect as they can be made because uh, life just kind of beat up your boobs a little bit. Or maybe you just want more boobs. Most people seem to want more boobs, and they provide them for you. And look at the before and after pictures at D-R-R-O-C-H-E. Uh, they've been doing these for a long time, and they've got some specials on boobs. But, of course, also there's all that uh, that uh, less surgical look sort of stuff, like Trudy's doing the 44,000 sit-ups, and they've got the Morpheus 8, the micro-needling with radio frequency, broadband light, corrective and photo revel revelation. Um, these lasers that they put, whether it's on your face or your neck or otherwise, and really, really gives you a fresh, younger look, especially if you get the packages where you do it five or six. I mean, they know the amount that really makes a difference, and it really does a great job. Dr. Roche carries a full line of hemp CBDs that are non-GMO, THC-free, 99% pure, and made in the USA. Visit www.drroche, uh, D-R-R-O-C-H-E, CBD.com to learn more about their hemp line. And uh, call for a consultation, uh, if it's a nose job, if it's anything, physical cosmetic that's being done, Dr. Roche does it. And usually he attends all those seminars. He stays up on all this stuff. And they've got the most recent, uh, the most modern lasers, et cetera, for tattoo removal, you name it. 248-338-1110 for Greg Roche. Okay, so uh, true crime there was the Alabama story, which um, I did not know this story fully at all. When did the full when did this story fully get out in terms of the two extra Alabama basketball players being involved and quote unquote involved? Yesterday? Uh, yesterday, yesterday. That's the first time we knew this. Yeah. And the amazing thing is, so Wetzel, you know, who follows the crime and sports, and will actually sit and watch a court hearing or read up on a court hearing. Yeah, Dan, so, when is your true crime podcast so, coming? For crying out loud! So he had that, but I thought the interesting thing in Wetzel's article is that it doesn't seem like the head coach uh, Nate Oates knew uh, what was revealed in Tuesday because he gave the most generic answer. When, well, I think he knew. I just think he did. He was trying to blow it off. By saying, you know, wrong place, wrong time? Yeah, I think oh, that's, that's what he... fucking embarrassing. You can't tell me that they had that press conference and didn't know and have time to consider what yeah, happened. Maybe he knew, but to the extent? Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I don't know how he could say that otherwise. I mean, he claims that we've been... We've known everything from the beginning. What's the big line he used, which I've heard many, many times? Um, we've been cooperating fully. Sure, they always say that. Uh, anyway, the Alabama basketball team is 23-4. and four. They were ranked number one. They have the potential player of the year, an NBA lottery pick in Brandon Miller, 
who is averaging 6'9", 200, averaging 18'7", 8 rebounds, 2 assists. The story starts, though, with Darius Miles, who is a, a guard who doesn't play a lot. And he's actually been kind of a disappointment, I guess you might say. He's a junior. He averaged about 6 points a game last year. He had a friend in town from out of town, from Maryland, named Michael Davis. And he and Michael Davis went to the Strip in Tuscaloosa, which is a whole bunch of bars where all the college kids hang out. And they're out drinking. And apparently Michael Davis is drinking a lot of tequila and is pretty wasted. When they cross paths with 23-year-old single mom, Jamia Harris, on January the 15th. Jamia Harris is with her boyfriend and also with her cousin. And Michael Davis, the friend of the basketball player, Darius Miles, is so bombed on tequila that he says he doesn't recall any of the interaction with Jamia Harris, the girl that... that tequila made me do it! But obviously, from the sound of it, he was trying to hit on Jamia Harris, who was with her boyfriend. Yeah. And she was not having it. And he wasn't having her not having it. And so... This, uh, well, I'm whatever. sure the boyfriend probably said some shit to him, too. Sure he did. Yeah. So this thing got a little bit uh, out of hand, but I, I guess had settled down to some degree. That is until Darius Miles uh, texted Bama's top scorer, Brandon Miller, who had been at the Strip and had gone home, and he asked Brandon Miller to come to the Strip and bring his gun. So Brandon Miller did what uh, I guess any college basketball player would do. He got the loaded gun and headed for the strip. Unreal. As did Alabama's uh, Jaden Bradley, who's another player on the basketball team. He's another one of those uh, stud uh, freshmen. Oh, is he a good player? I didn't even look him up. Can you check out his points per game and stuff? They have four really good freshmen that play a lot. Well, Miller uh, got most of Dan Wetzel's attention because Miller is the one who brought the gun for Darius Miles, the loaded gun, and Miller picked up Miles and Davis, and they parked behind Jamia Harris's car. Now, at at this point in the story, Dan didn't really get specific, and I'm assuming this, and maybe Dan knows or maybe doesn't. Uh, I assumed that they knew that was Jamia Harris's car they parked behind because they blocked her in. Of course they did. And Jaden Bradley parked behind Miller. So she was really blocked in. And Davis's, uh, of course, this is after Davis's tequila game didn't work so well with her or her boyfriend. Uh, Jaden Bradley, again, parked behind Brandon Miller's car. The gun is now with Darius, uh, Darius Miles because Brandon Miller has given it, dutifully given it to him. Darius Miles gave the gun to his friend visiting from out of town, Michael Davis. Yeah and said, there's one in the head, as in shooter in the head, I guess. Davis walked to Harris's driver's side window. Wetzel said it's because it meant there was one in the chamber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know this link. I have. We should actually have checked in with Rashawn on that. <laughs> Why is he, is he a big gun guy? You racist. It's black history, but oh. <laughs> I just assume. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, Davis fired. Uh, he didn't shoot once. I think he shot 11 times. Maybe yeah. he's hearing double. <laughs> so he shot 11 well, times. I, I think he, okay, now there's another thing I from the article. I believe he fired eight times, but there were yeah, 11 total eight. shots fired because they returned fire. The Either the cousin or the boyfriend. The boyfriend returned fire, it sounded like. And hit, shots, yeah. hit Davis in the shoulder, hit there the car go. a couple times, and Jamia Davis was dead. Yep. Her boyfriend and cousin were okay, and as you mentioned, the boyfriend returned fire. Uh, in fact, hit Davis in the shoulder. The boyfriend was able to drive out of there because they moved their asses out once 
mm-hmm. Davis got back in the car, but Jimmy Ayers was dead. And Miller, who brought the gun to his drunken buddies and blocked Harris's car, and is also Alabama's leading scorer in NBA lottery pick, he has not been charged with anything. And the uh, DA said, there's nothing we can really charge him with. I don't know why you're not why you're not an accessory if you well, bring the you know, gun. It it's kind of uh it's tricky. I will agree that it, it's you know, there might be some charge that isn't necessarily exactly the charge, but I don't know how Brandon Miller walks away from this completely unscathed. He's been playing in every game, by the way. In fact, yeah. the two days after this shooting, which he witnessed, he was in the driver's seat looking right through the windshield. Two days after this, he pumped in 30 points for Bamba. Roll Tide. Bye, Brandon. So apparently he wasn't too affected by it at all. That's some good compartmentalization. Compartmentalization. Uh, Nate Oates says, uh, Brandon hasn't been in any trouble. He's a good guy. He didn't know it was going to happen. He's just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. That is such bullshit. We've been cooperating fully. Could you imagine? Well, first off, I... Your buddies say you're partying with your buddies and you go home and they call you because, hey, man, we got this little skirmish. I need you to bring me anything. I would be like, no, I'm home. I'm not going. I'm not bringing you whatever. Brandon but, lies But a especially lot. a gun. A loaded gun. That's fucking nuts. I, I would think, honestly, I think you might take the bullets out of the gun. I don't say, think I you would the gun. bring I'm not them bringing the you gun. any fucking bullets, you asshole. Are you anything. kidding me? No, fuck that. I'm at home. I, I don't know. I'd love to hear what people think. Actually, Maybe there's a power you know, imbalance because he's a freshman and uh, the other guy's a junior. But he's a leading scorer. Miles is a six points a game guy at his best. Yeah, but he's this a This is junior. a potential player of the year, a lottery pick. Uh, I, I think hey, it's that's, so, an- that's another interesting angle. Do you think this hurts his NBA chances at all? Probably not. He's not going to be charged with anything. Probably not. Probably not at all. It may cost him a few bucks. Because somebody will use it as a way to pay him a little less once they draft him? Sure. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think it affects him at all. Um, what amazes me, I awful. can't believe he's not suspended from the basketball team. Are you fucking kidding me? I realize this is Bama's, maybe their chance at the Final Four, and they have not had that kind of success in a long time in Alabama. But you got to be fucking kidding me. How could he not be suspended? That's not a violation of team rules. <laughs> I guess not. Bringing a loaded gun to somebody drunk who's mad at someone else? I mean, we don't even know. I, I just I can't believe Code, uh, Nate Oates said that. Hey, it's wrong spot, wrong time. It's like, yeah, but he put him in that spot. He knew there was some, you know, a lot of emotions going on. He knew there was a fight. We will eventually know what the communication was. You know, it, yeah, they, maybe. Yeah, they She said he did. Uh, maybe, and I'm being like the guy in Donahue. Maybe he said, um, I want to sell it to somebody. I doubt it. Maybe. I, it sounded I like everybody knew the score, and that's why they parked behind the car, because they were very angry at Jamia Harris and her boyfriend and her cousin, particularly her, I guess. I mean, there was a, a skirmish of some kind in the bar. So Brandon Miller, uh, from the sound of it, knows he's bringing a loaded gun to what is a at least a brouhaha of some sort. Unreal. Um, so I guess maybe he thought he would get lucky and nobody would pull the trigger. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking, but personally, now I don't want Brandon Miller charged with murder, and uh, I don't think there's cause for that. No, not at all. But I feel like there's something there. There's some... Uh, I, well, I, guess I don't know, it, what, I guess the, I don't depen- know what the options all, are. The law always depends what on intent. So maybe, he, maybe you're right. Maybe he didn't know 
there was a fight. Maybe he didn't know what he was bringing the gun for. I doubt that. I personally I, doubt I that. I find that really hard to believe, her. but you got to prove it, right? He parked behind her. Well, prove it or not, I'm just I'm going by what what is the right thing in the situation and. I have a feeling if Brandon Miller didn't average 18.7 points oh, a game yeah. on uh, a top three team in no college doubt. basketball, that he might be charged with something, and he sure as fuck wouldn't be working where he's working, which is uh, Alabama basketball. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would think in many cases they might find a charge, because I hear a lot of cases where people are peripherally involved and they get a lighter charge, or they sort of manufacture, or they, they, they find some sort of a compromise to... At least send the message that you fucked up, buddy, because, um, you know, and I don't know what the laws are about carrying someone's loaded gun to them. I probably, I mean, transported a loaded gun. Doesn't it depend on the state? I don't know. I don't know enough about it to say. Uh, but if, if somebody asked me to bring them their loaded gun and they were in a skirmish at uh, McDonald's. Or anything. Is it legal for me to drive that gun over there? Well, it depends on what you knew and what you thought would happen. No, I mean, is it legally for me to transport yeah. someone oh. else's gun in my car to them? That's a great question. It's another one I don't know. I mean, I don't have any kind of a permit. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe... Is it locked up, all that stuff? It could yeah, be that uh, Brandon Miller has a permit. It sounds to me like a lot of these college athletes are buying weapons and getting permits and getting concealed weapons permits and such because they have a lot of money now. Well, that's what I was wondering. Uh, I was wondering if um, Brandon Miller, if he had uh, any NIL deals. And does he still have them? Probably. I would think so. so. He hasn't missed one minute of play. But um, I, I'd love to hear from people. And I generally uh, feel I'm not really, I don't have a real strong opinion about it. I can't believe that's okay. Uh, I'm really surprised that you can just transport a loaded gun to someone who says they need it. Yeah. It's not his gun. He doesn't own it. Yeah. He, how does he have a permit to drive it to him? It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, at a minimum, do you want to ask Wetzel if he has a minute? Uh, yeah, I just texted him a while ago, but yeah, I'll ask him. Uh, meanwhile, I was watching one of my new shows on, I have a favorite kind of, kind of a favorite new show on ID channel, which is called uh, Calls from the Inside. Mm -hmm. And it's, <laughs> it's about people who are charged and jailed for usually murder or something really serious. And all their calls are recorded. So it's cases where the people's calls from the inside have helped convict them because they call and they say really stupid shit when they know they're being recorded or the person on the other end says something really dumb. And what happens a lot of times is the people are so out of their minds from being jailed and they might be running a gang or something that they... They have to communicate something that's against law to the person on the other end because they're no longer free and life goes on. So um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that get said in these phone calls that help convict them. And I know we saw the Casey Anthony calls to her mom when she was being such a yeah. fucking bitch yeah. and, and said so much about her personality alone. I mean, I thought that was fascinating, but was, these are people who actually get themselves convicted I by was watching stupid shit on the phone. I was watching the... Um, the new Netflix doc on the Murtaughs, yeah. um, Alec Murtaugh. Yeah. And they have some of those jailhouse calls, which I, it, my, it's, I a, like it's a fine them. documentary. I just, if you've seen the one on HBO, you don't need to watch it. There's really nothing new in it. Well, we'll cover uh, the but, fine points in but, a minute. But what I was going to say about it is, you know, the interesting stuff of those, those phone calls is 
the one son, is it Paul? Yeah, Paul's the dead one. Buster's Buster. alive. Buster, okay. So Buster and Alex Lawyer are in Vegas gambling. And so he tells him that. He's like, someone took a picture of us gambling money. And, you know, Alec Murtaugh is beside himself. So that's kind of like, wow, this guy knows he's being recorded and he's mentioning this part about the money issue and where the money's going. And then they play some clips of just the most boring conversations that they had between each other and, like, what's in the commissary and stuff. Because people just forget, I think, they're being recorded on those jailhouse calls. Yeah, especially after a lot of calls. Because they, you know, in some of these cases, they go through dozens and dozens of phone calls. I can't believe these people can get to the phone so often. But they do. But uh, the other show besides Calls from the Inside is Death by Fame. And, you know, fame is a, a relative term. But in this case... Um, this guy, his name is Russell Neal. He is in a band called the High Fives. He's a singer. He's a very good singer. And the High Fives in the late 80s became a thing out of Waco, Texas. And boy bands were a thing at the time. And their debut album, which was on Jive Records, uh, they had a single that went to number one. Really? Was it called, Welcome to My Mind? No, it's called I Like the Way <laughs> the Kissing Game in parentheses. Okay. And I guess the Kissing Game was a big deal. They had a second track that uh, I think was number eight on Billboard called Can't Wait Another Minute. And then in 92, I mean, these guys are hot in 92. They put out oh man, this, their second album. Boy, this is transporting me to a different time. This sounds about 1990, doesn't it? Sounds like it? every generic song from 1990, yeah. Anyway, they had a song called She's Playing Hard to Get that hit number five on the Billboard wow. 100. And they had an R. Kelly track. That uh, called Quality Time, hmm. something about a passport and getting shots, I think. <laughs> uh, it went to number three on the R&B charts. So it was did very well, not as well as the first album, but pretty good for a sophomore record. So in 93, they're under pressure to put another album out. And the third album, not so good. In fact, they had, I think, one song that charted at number 10 on the R&B, but they weren't charting on the Billboard charts. And then the band was in a car crash, and Pooh Clark was paralyzed, one of the five uh, singers. Tony, I, yeah. Tony Thompson, by the way, one of the other five, died from inhaling Freon. Oh, a third right. member drowned trying to rescue a family Jesus. member. So, I mean, the things were really going south. Not all are, this happened at are once. Are you saying it was, uh, it was going down low too slow? A uh, little bit. Um, I would call come on, them. Come on! I would call them the bad finger of boy bands. I mean, bad High finger five. lost <laughs> two guys. Is it too, too slow? slow. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> bad finger lost two guys to suicide. Uh, these guys. I mean, it's a myriad of things, and it was over time. This didn't all happen at once. For example, the guy that was paralyzed actually died in 2019, but I don't think he was able to help the high five. But you can't replace people in this band, as they learned, because they still are going now. They have two original members and three different guys, and I don't know what kind of venues they play. Mm -hmm. They have 350,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, which is not dead, but it's not big. Anyway, um, Russell Neal, the guy that we're talking about, he gets in a big dispute over money. He thinks he is owed more money. He also thinks that as the heartthrob of the band, which... By all accounts, he was. He was the guy that Chicks really were after, that he should have more lead singing parts. Well, between the money disputes and the fights over the lead singing parts, they're about to go on tour, and he just announced that, I'm not going on tour till I get my money. Hmm. So they said, okay, bye. And, you know, the band wasn't that hot at the time. 
and they, I guess they okay, did why? not feel they owed him any money, and nobody really wanted to give him any more singing parts. So he was just basically uh, from the high five to high and dry. <laughs> and Russell Neal solo generated less interest. The high five was losing interest as it was. Then you take him away from the high five, and there's even less interest because the high five wasn't doing that well. If you take a band that's really, really hot and you take the biggest member, yeah, you, you may have something. But he lived off high five money. Uh, he had some royalties and allegedly some investments. By the time he met Catherine Martinez in 2007, he had really not succeeded on any level whatsoever in music once he left the high five. He's 33 years old in 2007. He's still, you know, the old heartthrob, Russell Neal, but he is... Um, he claims to be super successful to 18-year-old uh, Catherine Martinez, who is a model and a knockout. Really? Catherine was in college. She was modeling. She was a real go-getter, super-duper gold-getter. She's also a training people. She's a personal trainer. Yeah. She eventually got into boxing. Oh, she wow. won bodybuilding competitions. I mean, she was a ball buster. Oh, I'm looking at a picture of her hot. Yeah, no, she's naturally beautiful, and she worked out so hard, and she won some of these contests, and she was just about to get into boxing a few years later when her life was uh, ended, which I'll get to. Anyway, she was really impressed by Russell Neal, because 18-year-old girls are impressed yeah. by guys who big stuff, and he was driving a brand new Lincoln Continental, and he spent money, and he had expensive clothes, and he acted the role. Uh, the truth of the matter was... Okay, he claimed that he was a successful investor, living off royalties, etc. Mm. But the fact is, he really wasn't doing well. He had not worked in a while, and he really wasn't getting many chances to work. So, shortly after they meet, Catherine, the beautiful model, 18-year-old, was in a terrible car crash in Russell's Lincoln Continental, out, and it wasn't far from his house. In fact, it was so close that Russell arrived on the scene... And according to her family members, two of which were there, Russell was yelling, my car, my car. Oh my <laughs> and when oh, Catherine car. was in the hospital and she had to be airlifted to the hospital, by the way, and she came to what she heard was not, oh, my God, thank God you're alive. My fucking car is totaled. I love that car. And her family at this point were like, he is a fucking bastard. He's horrible. Get away from him. She and the other hand said, no, 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 you don't understand. He's really not a bad guy. He's just upset about his car. Well, she was upset about his car, too. In fact, she felt so bad, she started stripping so she could make really? some money to pay him back. What? Yep. Wow. And I know. It's pretty pathetic. And before long, control this guy had. her stripping is supporting the household because by uh, the time before she's 20 years old, there's two babies. Hmm. And Russell is not working. In fact, Russell's pretty broke. And Catherine drops out of college to model more, do more personal training, etc., and raise two kids. What's Russell doing? Well, when police went through his computer, uh, they found a lot of weird things, um, a lot of religious stuff that he was into. And also they found a five-year plan, which had Russell miraculously becoming a billionaire in five years. <laughs> of course, a billion. Wow. Which in coincided five years. That's, that's some quick gains. It, which coincided with his return to the top of the charts and also <laughs> oh, some, yeah, right. some incredible investments and, and just some 
some amazing dreamweavering bullshit. <laughs> I, love, I love that he's hundreds always, of billions of dollars. He's always uh, dreaming big, reaching for the stars, right? <laughs> yes, with a bunch of bullshit. So the high five who have lost two members and they've got a paralyzed guy. This is like fourteen years, thirteen years later. They don't even want Russell Neal back. They think he's an asshole poser, which is exactly yeah, what why. her high family five. thinks. She's raising two kids in the meantime, uh, working out like crazy, doing personal training, winning two bodybuilding titles, modeling, and training to box at the same time. She's full of drive. Uh, pretty face. Friends notice also that she is becoming more and more full of bruises on her body oh, as Russell Neal is beating her on a semi-regular basis, usually in the ribs and the back and places that you can't see, but... Uh, some are even noticing bruises on her face and that she's wearing makeup, which she doesn't usually wear because she's so beautiful. Well, they break up three times, and her excuse for going back is always the kids. He's a good father. I want to keep the family together. Unlike my parents and their parents, I want to be the family that stays together and breaks the cycle. But by 2013, she can't take it anymore. He's 39. She's 24. She is still a rising star. And he is doing nothing, absolutely nothing, and she's had it. They break up. She gets 100% custody because Russell has no interest in custody, and he has no money. She buys a condo. Russell only sees the kids because he insists that the kids cannot be put in daycare. Oh, boy. Okay, why? <laughs> uh, because he will babysit the kids when she is training, boxing, modeling, whatever, except the only caveat is that she will pay him for babysitting. <laughs> so he not only contributes nothing in terms of child support, she has to pay this asshole to babysit his own kids. Well, you'd have to pay daycare anyway. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Well, I mean, after all, now they're with me. It's his only income. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's his what? only income. How's he going to be a billionaire in five years? I know. The plan is not coming together. Then one night in 2014, Russell Neal shows up at the police station and says that his wife and he had an altercation. Oh, no. And that she needs help. Uh, the police quickly interview him. They have video of it on um, Death by Fame, and he just says, we had an altercation, and I need an attorney, and he simply shuts up. Police arrive at the condo, and they find her dead of multiple blunt force injuries, multiple stab wounds. Uh, the murder weapons are both left at the scene, the tire jack which with duct tape to make it yeah. stronger, yeah. and also the knife. And they also find the kids in the bedroom blocked in. Oh, God. Yes. So he's kids, also a bad babysitter. He's a pretty shitty babysitter. And the kids heard their mother screaming. Oh, and he moved them from one room to another room. They walked through the murder scene. with She had a blanket over her so they could see her. But they did see all the blood on him and asked him, what's, what's, on, what's on your shoes? And he said it was ketchup. How, old, how old were they? They were, I believe, four and three. Oh, boy. Or five and four. They were just little because she was only 24 and she was a mom at yeah. 19, I think. Okay. So five and four. So um, one of the things that was interesting was that the police uh, sergeant who interviewed Russell when he came in, she thought that he was reporting someone, else's, someone else committing a crime because Russell was dressed to the nines as he always was and she said he smelled of um aftershave and it turned out that he had killed her 36 hours ago mm. he had showered up put on some really nice clothes put on some aftershave and gone to the police station and they said they I, they were speculating that hey he when was, you're a superstar you always gotta look your best there you go 
he was so vain that he wanted to be Seriously? looking his best for his mugshot. What? That's kind of what they thought. They all thought it was very weird that Wait. he was so cleanly showered and so beautifully groomed what did he do and with freshly the, shaved. What did he do with the kids all this time? The kids were home alone in Still? the blocked-in bedroom for until the police long? got there while he was at the police station. For that long, though? While he was Not the whole 36 yeah, hours, what, no. I mean, what do they do that whole time? Did he take them to school or... No, no, he did nothing with them. They, they were in the blocked-in room while he tried to figure out what to do, I guess. Wow. So, um, Russell... This is the part where I just lost my fucking mind. Russell goes to court, and they lay out what they have, which is a lot. They don't have his confession, and they're unable to get anything more out of him. He gets bail for $100,000. <laughs> How does he get fucking bail? But well, he they, does. They knew all he had was his babysitting money. Did he and, go home and like get it out of his piggy bank? <laughs> I don't think it was his money, because I don't think he had any money. Oh, actually, the babysitting you know money. It might have been her money. Oh, he did geez. get bail, though. Um, and man, talk about thing insult is, to injury using the person who you murdered using their money to bail you out. He very aggressively tried to get the kids too, and and he did under the condition that his mother was the kids' custodial guardian. Mm -hmm. So he essentially got the kids. Well, his he's mother the and he got the kids. Yeah, and I guess his mom had to pay him to babysit. <laughs> uh, he lived with the mom. And Catherine's family is absolutely losing their shit. They are so upset. They can't believe he's out. They can't believe he has the kids. Don't tell me he disappeared. Nope. Uh, what happened was Catherine's family, who were delighted at this development, Russell's bond is revoked when he legally changes his name to Jesus Christ. What? His bail bondsman says, what? my guy has lost it. I want my money back. You can put him in jail and somebody else can bail him out. So he's put in jail where eventually he goes to trial declares that he is mentally unfit for trial. They agree he's mentally unfit for trial. Guess, he still hasn't what? been tried. Nine years later, he is still in a mental hospital. Wow. That's a good move. And Catherine's mom has custody, so the mother I, of I, the... I'm amazed that um, something as simple as changing your name, albeit to Jesus Christ, maybe it's a little extreme, but that's what gets your bond revoked. I mean, well, the, you let bail, him out because he murdered two people. You let him out because he didn't I do I think anything. the bail bondsman had to make that choice. Oh, because and he did, yeah. Okay. So, what a fucking what a puke. Douche. I know. I just, I can't believe how's the that, bail for some of these people. How's that billion dollars coming? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if he is wow. mental. I wonder if he is mentally well, incompetent I mean, or if he's just playing the game because... It's, it's Isn't it hard to play that game, though? Yeah, it is hard. So I mean... Her family is desperately concerned that he's going to be released from the mental hospital, yeah. but no, he would have to face trial first. So, I, you know, but then what happens in trial? The evidence is old, the memories are old. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm worried about it, but we'll see. Hey, no response from Wetzel yet, but I, I texted my brother about the open carry thing. Yeah. He said it just depends on the state. He goes, but typically, if it's an open carry state, which Alabama most certainly is, he said, yeah, totally fine. You can bring someone their gun. But he said, in this case, it just totally depends on, you know, why you're bringing it to me. He's like, if that's all you know and that's all you do, you just transport a gun, totally legal, because it's open carry. He said some states will bar open carry from cars, buses, you know, like they do with churches and sporting events. But he, his feeling is, yeah, totally legal. Great lawyer. Well, I'm um, curious. Uh, and I, I still would love to hear from people. Yeah, especially um, Alabama, if anybody I mean, I assume they, they would have charged him with that if they could have. Yeah. I assume they would have, although he is an 18-point-a-game scorer, so who knows. But um, I, hard to believe that there's – well, the fact that there's no suspension is incredible to me. 
the the fact there's nothing they can charge him with i, I don't it's a weird it is a weird case um, for sure and then that also reminded me i just want to see if anything was going on with brian cole uh co-booger that dude oh you know, the idaho murderer yeah and i came across a story which i believe it's new yeah published today from a fox tv station out there and it's all about the fans that brian co-booger has online the what? Oh, the fans that he has. Yeah. So there's a Justice for Brian Kobuger on oh, Facebook. 3,000 members. There's a Reddit uh, for Brian Nation. Um, which, <laughs> Brian Nation? R slash Brian Nation. B-R-Y-N-A-T-I-O-N. So Brandon, there you go. Um, and it says, what was it about Brian that got your liking? Like that was the name of the thread on there. And then Brian Kohlberger. There's another Reddit for Brian Kohlberger and why he is not guilty. So apparently people just... I don't know. Do, are people just drawn to, to defend the indefensible? Yeah, I just think people are nuts. I, I, I think that no one believes anything. We don't agree on anything in this country. Even something like this, they're always the people who think it's a conspiracy. Or, I mean, aren't people more conspiracy-oriented conspiracy than ever? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By, I mean, by, I, to me, you know, I, I think that's by the, so many different things. I think that's the downfall of the country right now is that we can't agree on anything. Oh. It and it's not ninety ten. It seems like it's always sixty forty or fifty fifty or fifty five forty five. It's not even you know. It used to be at least you knew the great great majority of the country felt a certain way. Now it's it's not so much. It's. It's just such a mess. What a fucking disaster. And no one's ashamed to go to a place like that and express themselves using their, well, if they are using their real name. You know, the girl that Probably was, not. the girl that said she was in love with him, she was using her real name. She was a mother and she's openly expressing her love for Brian Koberger. What the? Yeah, they write about fuck? her in this uh, story as well. They talk about, um, there's a jail messaging app so that you can contact people. Oh, with. great. And um, so some people have used that. Why should anyone? It looks like he has no permission to view certain messages, so they kind of screen that. Another redditor posted on February thirteenth a screenshot, claiming that she sent him fifty bucks to the jail. Oh. Said early Valentine's Day gift. Oh God! <laughs> what is wrong with people? I, they just want a connection to fame, maybe. Don't a lot of people just want yeah, their own like, clicks? Kind of. Not only is he a murderer, he's a total loser. I know. Well, this is the most exciting thing he's ever done. But so just, he can pull chicks now like he never could pull them before. That person's just posting on Reddit. What kind of fame are they getting from that? Maybe it's just a connection to his fame that they feel if they connect to him and they start talking to him, they're talking to someone who does get clicks. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, there was uh, also the, uh, the Murdoch series you mentioned in the Murdoch case today, learning a few things. Um, oh, one cute thing that happened in court today, Buster Murdaugh, Alex Murdaugh, the accused murderer of his son and his wife, he watched his son Buster testify very positively about his father, and when Buster walked by Alex, he gave him a butt pat, no homo. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to say no homo all day for that. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> Uh, but what what did come out in the the series, which you know everybody's watching now for the first time, is that Paul, the son, you know, who caused the boat crash, yeah. that killed the girl, 
and started the whole routine where the father and the grandfather show up in the hospital telling people to shut up and now speak to the cops and trying to suggest there's confusion over who's driving the boat so they can get Paul off. And it doesn't work out that way, but he certainly gets the, the most incredible treatment he could for killing someone. But his girlfriend, Morgan Dowdy, uh, is talking, and she's talking about the fact that she was his girlfriend from junior year in high school for the next, I think, three or four years, and he beat her. He punched her, he kicked her, he grabbed her by the throat, he smothered her, he was a drunk, and she references a Christmas party in 2017 when a drunken Paul crashed his truck. I have that part queued up if you want to you hear it. Sure. Because um, this this was a little bit of, of new information that I didn't know. I didn't know this either, but it's so typical it's of the Murdoch family and oh, how yeah. they pervert justice. Got it. Truck, and he told me I needed to get out of the driver's seat, and I was like, why? He's like, I'm driving. And we got in this huge fight, and Paul was being really aggressive about it. And at first, he was driving like it was going to be okay and that, you know, we'd make it home safely. And on that turn... Paul lost control and wrecked us into a ditch. Nice going, Paul. Dumb fuck. The truck was like sideways. He had so many guns in his car, so like guns were everywhere, beer quite, cans uh, were everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, that too. So I dial 911 and Paul hangs it up and throws my phone and Paul calls Randolph. Grandfather, right? Yeah. He tells yep. him exactly where we're at. And then, then he calls his dad, Daddy. and then Randolph, Alec, and Maggie showed up. Before they even checked on us, they opened the back of the truck, and they took out all the guns. And they cleared the bed of the truck and the floors of all these beer cans. And I'm like, are you kidding? And they're like, did you call 911? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, why did you do that? <laughs> They kept trying to talk to me and like tell me that like I didn't need to call 911 because I could have gotten their son in trouble. Oh, she could have gotten him in trouble. Mm-hmm. We could have been dead. Yeah, exactly. But, That's the best line she has. We could have yeah, died. Nothing came of it. Could have been me. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's pretty typical. I mean, the boat crash was two years later, and he still doesn't know better than to drive drunk out of his mind. I'm, I'm kind of jealous of him that his parents would cover up for him. My mom would have killed me. Well, they're used to covering up for themselves. I mean, it's a generational thing almost. But, yeah, that is, that's kind of incredible uh, what, what parents will do for their f- stupid kids. Uh, now, Morgan also talked about the fact that drinking in their home yeah. was really not a big deal for minors. And that when she and Paul were in high school, that they and Paul's friends would drink copious amounts of alcohol in their house while they were home. She provided 25 videos proving this, that with the parents present and all the, uh, all the people related to Paul being underage and all the drinking going on. 25 videos. She probably has 100 of them. You can see some of them here. See. To be drinking and just have a lot of alcohol, like, always stocked in the house. And Alex and all of these um, videos, too. But just for, like, Paul and I being the age that we were, like, they were okay with us drinking and they would always get us alcoholic, and that's when I really started to drink. You drank a lot. Did you like that shot of her shooting a syringe of booze into a shirtless Alec Murtaugh? Oh, my God. Grow up, you fucking idiot. Yep. 
then uh, she does mention the, the final straw was after Buster Murdaugh's graduation bash. Boy, there's always a party. Mm. Uh, they had a hotel room, of course. I'm sure it was a really nice hotel room, too, where Paul began kicking her, drunkenly kicking her. She told him to stop it. He grabbed her by the throat, got on top of her, punched her, and yelled, I told you to shut up! This uh, Now, the boat crash, in addition to that, which she was present for, killed Mallory Beach, who flew out of the boat, and they could not find her. She uh, either drowned or, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly what her cause of death was. She had a blunt force trauma to the oh, head, yeah, and okay. then uh, she ended up getting swept under, and she drowned. Oh, Jesus. Well, Morgan, who also said she Paul aggressively kicked her out of the driver's seat of the car, she also did not want Paul to drive the boat and he slapped her and spit on her, and then he took his pants off and drove the boat. Great guy. And finally, she mentioned that Paul had been told by the housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, who would be uh, a victim as well, of, quote-unquote, falling down the stairs, which led to the $4 million lawsuit against the homeowner, Alex Murdaugh, which was paid by the insurance company. I think it was $4 million dollars. This whole thing was was done by Paul's college roommate, who was also an attorney, who then transferred the money to a trusty trusty investment company, yep. which it turned out was Alex Murda, who then spent all four million dollars himself, amazing. and the kids never got a cent. But Gloria, uh, and I wonder if this was maybe a partial motive here, if indeed he did kill her. Uh, she found baggies and baggies of pills yeah. of Alex's and told Paul Murdaugh who confronted his father. Yeah. That's interesting. The kid who the parents cover up for confronts his dad about his pill habit. I thought that was kind well, of And that call was introduced in the trial. The kid has more sense than the father. Yeah. Which call was introduced? The, the call where he left the message to his dad. This was the time mom found the drugs, too, the bag full of oh, drugs. Oh, really? We talked, that's the one we were talking about We yesterday. have the call? No, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard it yet. I don't know. This might be the part where she's talking about his addiction, though. Mr. Alex, he was a very hard person to read. And at the time, he was severely addicted to painkillers. You know, Paul would stay the weekend at the house and just make sure, like, his dad was detoxing. And I stayed Palmer. there one time. Palmer. and I was Alex already a really pale man. And, but at that point, you could, like, see through him because he's on the couch and he's just, like rocking on the couch and completely pale like it was so it was heartbreaking to watch but paul paul really wanted to help his dad there's this time where miss claire had like found a, yeah she just drugs. goes into the all if the he drugs. really wanted to help his dad i don't think you'd have your friends around when your dad's detoxing it's a great point. especially off the amount of pills he was allegedly taking which i don't believe now, okay they talk to, I don't know if it was one of the investigators in here, and they start going through that. And he's like, I did the math, and with the amount of drugs, or amount of money he was spending on drugs, he would have to be a severe addict to the age of 115. <laughs> and, which is kind of what you and I have talked about. Like, wh how much did he really spend, and what, what was his money really for? He's got money hidden somewhere. He's got to. Pro probably, but they had speculation. And I, I personally feel like it's giving Alec Murtaugh too much credit here. Because they go through what they paid Curtis Smith, the guy we talked to, the guy who shot him in the head, yeah, to get the um, you know, those life insurance or something, right? Or Buster, yeah. So the kid he didn't kill. They go through all the money that they gave him, and the suggestion is they were trying to make it look like it was a setup, like 
like he was murdering them for money. I didn't really understand that, but for me, it took too much for like too much planning to do that because they had been paying him so much money for such a long time, not just for drugs, and they kept paying him afterwards. The guy that Curtis, shot him, Curtis Smith, the guy we talked to, yeah, okay. I don't know. It was really really confusing. That well, one's on Netflix. Yeah. I saw, I was on Court TV today and also watched a couple of the morning shows and I cannot believe that these quote unquote experts say it could go either way. What? Yeah. Why? Well, what? He's going to, he's going to take the stand by the way. Really? That's, that was. Well, the, then he must think he's guilty because you would you never take, take the it, stand yeah. if you were not guilty. <laughs> they say unless it's self-defense, but. Uh, by the way, a lot of people say they want to take the stand, no, no, no. so no. then they can say, I want to take the stand, but I, my lawyer wouldn't oh, let me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll take the stand. You don't think it he will? It seems to no, me like you're I don't. the expert, Mark. Except that he's such a manipulator, and he thinks he's so smart that maybe he will. You know what his best look was, by the way? This is a serious issue, Shallow Fox. They were showing him an Alex Hottest moment? Alex Hottest moment was when his head was shaved, and he was thin. <laughs> He, right yeah, after detoxing, yeah, it's no, like, he looked really svelte. He's just, just walk around saying, "I can't believe I'm bald," because he looked—that was his best look. He did. He looked better. He looks ridiculous. I can't believe I'm bald. I swear, he looks like an alien to me. He's bizarre. His eyes look so weird that in whole pictures. Family's bizarre looking. Uh, Alec Baldwin was being an asshole again. That's right. Yeah. Um, That's right. I, I, we can look at this clip in a second, and this just made me laugh so hard. I was just reading about it and said, Baldwin appeared intense as members of the press gathered outside his Manhattan condo. Now, one of the charges had been dropped, so this is kind of a good news day for him. For him, yeah. But he's angry because people are outside. It wasn't a lot of people either. Uh, he ordered a photographer out of the way, and then in a cloud of rage, tried to open the wrong car door. <laughs> yeah, the guy that he yells at, the guy that he yells at yeah. is not in his way. At no. all. But the guy that he yells at is in the way of another vehicle that has nothing to do with him. And so he really just <laughs> yells at this guy for nothing. Yeah, because he's in the way of the wrong car. But I love watching people try to open the door of the wrong car. It reminded me of, remember the, uh, was it who's the, uh, Edwards, the guy running for president, who knocked up the woman and they tried to say, oh, yeah, John oh no, Edwards. that's uh, my assistant. He knocked her up and yeah. he's the father. Yeah. And they actually tried to pretend he was the father for that's all that. It was the that's biggest a really good fucking move. scam. So they busted him <laughs> visiting the, the mother and the baby. At a hotel. At a hotel. And he was being chased by the inquirer around the hotel and he opened, tried to open a locked door, and he was trapped. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing he could do. And then, I, and then I believe he went into the bathroom, which there's no way out of a bathroom. The <laughs> no. way you go in is the way you go out most of the time. He went in the stall. <laughs> the fucking loser. What is, what is he up to? Good question. Anyway, you want to play the, um, wait, did his wife pass away? Uh, yes. Yeah. She did. Here's Alec. Okay, he looks he's going disheveled, to, man. He's going to gather something from the lobby. Now he's walking out. He's in character. He's loading up his cart Fucking for the hotel. Yes. In character. Some light this guy up. Hello, Mr. Baldwin. You're in my way. Sorry, sir. Out of my way. <laughs> Sorry. What an asshole. Out of his way. No, it's the other car, Alec. That was the guy who was in his way, quote unquote. The guy was because, not in his way at all. Yeah, Alec. Thought he was getting into the wrong car and declared the guy in the way. Well, the car Alec was supposed to get into, he was not in the way of that car. Oh, you know, you could apologize, prick. What a dick. Yeah. 
That's pretty much it. Oh, he slammed the door, too. No, he slams this door, too. A baby. <laughs> he slammed the door because he's mad at himself. Okay, is there going to be a day where... He kills someone else? Well, we could have that day, but... I was thinking of the day when... There's no way that Hilaria does not get this anger. There's no way. There's oh. no fucking way. Out of my way. There's no way he doesn't light her up more than yeah. anyone else we've, in the world. Drew, we've seen it. Remember? Remember the press conference? The, oh, yeah. You don't know her name? Press conference? Because yeah. Because twice in that, he's like, uh, do you mind? Like, pushes her out of the way. Like, I'll answer this. Because she tries to speak. Yeah. She tries to add to Alex. Helena, her name is Helena. If you're spending this much time waiting for us, you, you should know, know her, her name. name. Her name is Helena. If I remember, she was filming the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My wife is from Spain. Okay, so could there be a day coming when she... Because remember, she thinks a whole lot of herself. Yeah. She's got a million followers now. Could she think that I don't have to take his shit anymore and she starts telling us about what an asshole he is? No. No way? I I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. That would be a lot. No way. Tell you what, with seven I, I think kids, there's a little bit yeah. of a... Of a um, they're probably so tightly like hunkered down together. It could be. A lot of child support money, though. Right. No, I, she, she doesn't need him. He's also... What, 35 years older than her? I mean, she I, could. I don't see that happening any anytime soon. Because she's always by his side. Well, I wonder how big I mean, a dick he you, is to her. The first thing uh, you who would could do, stand being around him? Wouldn't she start pulling away, you know? I don't of, know. Instead of her yelling at the cameras, too? You would think, yeah. Well, I mean, her brand, too, is being his wife. What, what is she without him? If, well, if she's got a million right? followers. She might think she yeah. might wrongly think that she's important because I do think no she way. thinks she's important. No You're right, though, Drew. That was supposed to be a good day for Alec, even though he looked disheveled, because with the latest charge being dropped, instead of facing five years, he only faces 18 months. And all the experts are saying there's no way he sees jail now. Right. Yeah. No even way. if he's convicted of the charges left, he won't go to jail. Yeah. Were you looking for this? Is that what you're looking for? No, oh, no. Oh, I saw you looking around. Do you want me to tell you yeah, about? Yeah, go ahead. NextEvo.com, N-E-X-T-E-V-O. Those are the natural CBD. So maybe you're stressed out, you have trouble sleeping. Well, that's what they want you to know about today is the triple action CBD sleep because NextEvo Naturals are the most clinically studied CBD brand. They even have the smart sorb technology that's going to help you get the medicine into your body uh, quicker than like any of those oils. It's been proven. Uh, triple action CBD sleep, a combination of smart sorb CBD to calm your mind, fast acting melatonin to get you to sleep fast, and then a controlled release melatonin to give you a sleep longer so you can wake up refreshed. Why not give it a shot? What do you have to lose? Make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast. Use promo code Drew. Get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. Uh, once again, nextevo.com slash podcast with promo code Drew. And um, don't, uh, don't think you just dump out of the show when we cut out here because we're going to include the Jimmy Carter call and the conversation afterwards, which is the best part, where Mike <laughs> Clark is very surprised to learn that Rosalind Carter is not the attractive woman that he thought she was. So um, it's it's lengthy. It's very fucking funny. I thought it was really good. I was having fun listening to it. Uh, I, I wanted to, just before we quit, though, I wanted to, to mention what a turnaround I have noticed. Not just... Um, not just on the entertainment tonight and the um, 
the general entertainment shows, but even TMZ now is really done a 180 on Britney Spears. Today, they made the biggest deal out of her new unhinged post <laughs> where she's doing the half Aussie, half British accent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that's Britney trying to be funny, isn't it? Yes. I don't think that's Britney unhinged. I think that's her doing a lot of what she's done. It's just her making bad content. Yeah, she's not funny. Yeah. But they're acting like, oh, my God, look how crazy she is. Are you kidding? What? Yeah, they are. And the fact is, she's it's been, been having crazy. These, she's had these unhinged posts yeah. for a year, Slow at down. least a year. This is when this is when the light bulb goes off that she's unhinged in their mind. No, I just think they realized that they were in the beginning. Britney must be freed, free Britney yeah. from these terrible people. Because yeah, once and again, I think you heard one side of the story, TMZ, her side. They're not only doing a 180; they're even saying that. Well, you know, this is what happens when you just listen to the fans. The fans can't be deciding what should happen to someone. They don't know her. <gasps> and they had the intervention guy on today talking about, you know, what a disaster this is and how somebody, probably Sam, told you cannot tell the person being intervened on that there's an intervention coming because they'll never go. They'll make it stop. And she did. And so he's suggesting, and they must have some pretty good inside information, it sounds to me like she's completely off her meds, uh -uh. and she's on her own meds. Mm. So um, he is predicting, of course, and these interventions tend to be this way, that you know this could mean the end of her life if they don't get this done somehow soon. And um, But the huh. way they acted as if, oh, man, look what these fans did. They got her freed. They didn't know what they were doing, Come and on. now she needs help. She needs a conservatorship. <laughs> and I think it was even Charles said that, uh, or, or maybe it was Harvey that said, uh, yeah, she, she needs this conservatorship. They were so against it. They railed against it the whole time. And Jamie Spears to boot, although actually there was sympathy for Jamie Spears. They were implying that this was needed. He does care about his daughter. Britney's just mad at him because it's gone on too long. Jamie Spears is a dick. But when she said stuff like, they made her perform live, and they made her be naked for these strangers. Oh, yeah. You know, they they never acted like it was insane. Like they just accepted everything she said at face value, and all her posts about her sister being so evil and her parents being so evil. They just they never suggested anything but that Britney was simply telling her truth. Did these people forget about you know all the crazy shit she did when she shaved her head and attacked that guy with the uh, umbrella? Right. Her fans just drove it. They just drove it. They just love free Britney because Britney was oh, I saying. Know. I understand it. that, but fans are fans are dumb. <laughs> Leave Britney alone. I'm just talking like the TMZs or the. Yeah, I think the that's why shows. I think that's why they were saying this m may have been a good thing at the beginning because she uh, did need help, she's but she's it. she's a grown adult now and she needs to make her own decisions. So the courts uh, conspired with her dad to keep her in the conservatorship. That's kind of what they imply is that it's everyone has money in keeping the conservatorship going, and so therefore, but uh, the acting like this post just tells everyone so much that they didn't know. It's a normal post. He's been saying this shit for a year. Do you think Jamie Spears is sitting around thinking, I mean, because it is his daughter, it's really weird. Or is he sitting around going, I told you so. My dad needs to be in jail for the rest of his Isn't life. Isn't that kind of a big, I told you so? Oh my God, it's one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. It's so huge. Well, that'd be great if he did an interview and he just started off with, well, told you so. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't 
a lot of people apologize to Jamie Spears. Fuck yeah, but nobody will. Agree burns in hell. And her... And when is she going in front of Congress? <laughs> oh, I know. We're probably not going to get uh, that now. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, well, he should go in front of Congress and just go, well, I told you so. You know, remember when her attorney, who's supposed to be so good, and is probably very good, was saying that they believed that Jamie owed Britney $10 million? Yes. And they kept going to court, and it would be about this. The management fee was one of the things, and they kept saying, nope, the court approved this. This was done through the courts. This wasn't something somebody just decided to do. Yeah, because that's how it works. So eventually, the uh, legal team, which was saying that he owed them $10 million, they were going to sue him to the edge of the world and all that, they came to his lawyers and said, you know what? We can settle this without all this stupid court stuff. Uh, We'll accept $4 million. And they said, Fuck you. Yeah. He doesn't owe you a cent. And that's the last I heard of it. I'm Britney Spears and I'm calling the shots. I don't think he's paying them any money. That's right. That's, that was his quote. <laughs> In fact, they might be paying him money for slander eventually because this guy was slandered so incredibly badly. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a huge trailer. And <laughs> I'm Britney Spears and I'm calling the shots. He should just get her house and then put videos out of him spinning in that one room. (laughs) This video, though, being so concerning, what about the ones where she's nude all the time? And when her kids say, we get really um, bummed out when she does that. And she says, fuck you, kids. I want to be free. Don't you realize I've been in prison for 13 years? You know, and that her kids are wrong. Prison. That video wasn't anything new. Sure, she has an English accent, but we've heard her do that a lot. Hello, Sir Elton John. We are like number one in 40 countries. Holy shit! And then she's running around spinning. We've seen her spin a billion times, and all she's doing is saying, I'm a roller coaster. Well, you know what they said to justify themselves? They said, uh, yeah, the half Aussie, half English accent. That's the same voice she was using before she went into the conservatorship in 2006. Well, there you go. What the Put her back in now. She was doing that voice back then, too. I don't know. Wow. I don't think that post meant anything. I would go with the last thousand posts <laughs> to know that she's a loon. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. So, uh... Crazy. Oy, oy. Um, Myers Leonard coming back? Yeah, he did the work. He had the anti-Semitic slur two years ago yep. playing um, Call of Duty. Yep. And he did the work. He was, re- he was suspended... By the NBA, fined fifty thousand dollars, released almost immediately because he doesn't put the ball in the basket very often. No, no. Now, if he was a guy who you know scored twenty a game, like the Alabama guy, um, I suspect it wouldn't have been that big a deal. He probably would have apologized. Maybe there'd be a fine, and that's that. But this guy was literally run out of the league. I guess two years is an appropriate punishment for this. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was traded and then cut, and because, like you said, he just he wasn't that good. But now he did the work, so. But, you know, again, it's like. He's 30. He is old, yeah. But, I mean, he missed, look at it, he missed his prime years. Yeah. For, um, what was the slur? Was it an anti-Jewish slur? Yeah, anti-Semitic. I can't remember exactly what he said. Uh, well, obviously, you know, it was stupid. He's playing a fucking video game. I mean, it's funny, too, that I guess because they're recording it online. Yeah. If he'd just been so playing it at home, it, it wouldn't have been a big deal. He used because... the word kike. Okay. And bitch after that, yeah. Bitch? Fucking cowards don't fucking snipe me, you fucking... I guess, because they bleep it out here. Call of Duty, all because of video games. Um, you know, I was thinking about, because 
someone was talking about, I don't know if it's a fact or if there's anything to it at all, but um, <laughs> would Kyrie Irving possibly win a lawsuit for all the pay he lost now that they're announcing that Acquire, that immunity is equal to vaccination or better than vaccination? Is there any way he Maybe. could get his money back? Unlikely. There's been a huge, huge change lately. The New York Times just had an opinion piece about how masks don't work and the mask mandates never work. The mandates didn't work, yeah. The masks, um, too, in the story. I mean, they. Yeah, there have been some pretty strong mask stories lately, but I think the immunity story would be, <laughs> be pretty huge for some of these people that lost their jobs. Um, but I haven't heard. I would just think Kyrie Irving would not shy away from trying to get his money back. Um, also, that a lot of the players were not vaccinated, that these fake cards were a pretty commonplace thing. And I, I can't believe Antonio Brown was the only guy in the NFL that had a fake vaccination card. Everybody else was smart enough to pay the person who gave him the vaccination card. A.B. is just so cheap that he didn't pay him, and that's why he was the only person outed. I bet you 50% of the players have them. Have fake ones. You know, um, I did think that was kind of strange, though, that the guy was charging him $10,000. Was that really the going rate for those? If you want a good one. $10,000. Prick. Uh, and let's see, was there anything? Oh, Michigan well, State was, won their game. A lot of people were fired up for Michigan State. And along those lines, I was going to say, I don't know if you saw the story where they um, named the other shooting victims finally come forward publicly. Uh, and because there's a GoFundMe set up, his name is Nate Statley. Oh, the Michigan State student. Yeah, he's one of the, one of the victims. Um, and you know, we'll put a link up for the GoFundMe. But there's a lot of rumors rolling around about what his injuries are. I don't really want to say, but it sounded like he tried to fight back too. Oh but, boy, those are just rumors. It's not in the stories publicly, but um, it sounds like he's got a lot. His brother started the GoFundMe, and they, they said he's got a long road. Really long road ahead of them. Well, I know this, really that difficult. they will probably raise more than, uh, hopefully they'll raise more than enough money for these people because their story's been so big and has affected so many people. I have to believe there will be great, great, great support for their, there was to pay their medical bills. I can't believe they he even is, have to raise money. Wouldn't you think Michigan State would just pay their fucking medical bills? Yeah. yeah there was a goal of 70000 He's already at 166000 And that's changed dramatically by at least 100000 since I checked it this morning. Okay, where was he? Was he in a classroom? I thought he was in Berkey Hall. Yeah, the classroom. Yeah. So why wouldn't the school pay for it? They've got a... a don't they have about know, $50 billion dollars sitting on the side in a new... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Yeah. A I, trust? I, I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I'm sure I, they could find a way to make it not work. What I mean by it is he's gonna, this is going to be a long, long road for this kid. So... You know, hell, if it's shot in his, his shot in the school's classroom, I mean, I don't know. I, I would think you'd think they'd almost have insurance for something like that at this Probably. point. But uh, the premium on that fifty thousand students, yeah. Uh, there was just a couple other things. One was um, this story. I just thought was kind of funny. Well, really not funny. Avril Lavigne called off her engagement to Mod's son. Did you hear that? No. I did. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know why or or who he is. Well, I don't either. But Mod's son, I guess, is out touring, and his new album is all about being in love with Avril Lavigne. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> kind of like, uh, how's he gonna sing these songs night after night? 
Well, that didn't age well. And then the other thing was, apparently this was news to him when she sort of announced it. What? Yeah, I guess so. That's fucking rude. And the other thing is that she's been hanging out with Tyga. Yeah. What? And they've been out together quite a bit, but she says they're just friends. Yeah, and last right. night, of course, this has become kind of a thing. So there were some people taking pictures when they said goodbye after dinner. And they hugged, said goodbye. And then somebody, I guess, followed them both and found out that, oh, that's weird. After they hugged and said goodbye, they ended up getting in the same car. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another series of pictures of Amy Hobach and TJ Holmes on their little PDA vacation in Mexico. Yeah. And they just cannot stop making out. They can't keep their lips to themselves. They're drinking nonstop. Why? They must think they are the hottest people sure. or couple because they cannot resist being out in public doing this. Wouldn't you think as news people they would be so sick of seeing these pictures get out? No, I think they, I think they really like the attention. I feel, uh, no, I, obviously. They, I think they feel they won or something. I can't wait for reality to come back to them because you can't just be on vacation your whole life. Well, they did get a lot of money, but, not, but probably still, not enough money to live like that forever. Still, they're going to get bored of you. TJ's going to get bored of her. Yeah. He's going to find a new producer, a younger when one. When they're not on the beach and he wants to start working again and she wants to start working. Well, I think it would be depressing if your brand was being a uh, hard-hitting journalist who got to the top of your profession for both of them. And then all of a sudden I your brand... would take hard-hitting out of that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, they would say would, They would yeah. think that. Um, and then your brand becomes uh, making out in public, you know, and wearing. By the way, she's wearing the same stupid bikini she was wearing. Oh, the other really? B bikini? Wouldn't you think she'd have a new bikini on? Or do they take a bunch of pictures from one day and they're spreading it out for? A well, he's wearing something different. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. That bikini is really up her ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so a hungry butt. Actually, her ass looks better today. It's a good looking ass. It's fine. I always thought that all the other pictures looked fine. I thought you were nitpicking. I you know, know, you know what drives I, me nuts about her? You know what? Her? I don't like the picture from behind as much. I, I feel like she's a little too much in the middle. Here's what I hate about her. I every, would. every time I see a picture of her, it's always this face. <laughs> a really yeah. big smile with the mouth slightly open. Every fucking picture. Um, you know, Brandon, I will I will say as much as anybody, she's really beautiful. She's I think, yeah, really I like pretty. I she's good looking. I mean, she is a beautiful So is he no homo. Woman. Yeah, no homo. He looks great too. He he's in <laughs> phenomenal shape. He's no in, homo. He's in yeah, no homo, of course. He's in better shape than she is. He's got a huge dick too. <laughs> no homo. No, I wasn't gonna say it. No, he is really <laughs> thin, really strong, and she's just a just a little misshapen in the middle. I'm sorry. She is? Yeah. Really? I think so. The, the behind picture is the only one I would say that about. Oh. I just thought she looked a little, little doughy or something. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I, if she was wearing a different suit, I think she would look fantastic. I just think that suit reveals more than she wants to reveal. Now, I was not in the flat ass club. The, um, the first series of pictures that went out, the Daily Mail had a big story. And by the way, it went right to the top of the Daily Mail. The comments were, um, a lot of them were, oh, yeah, they're a beautiful couple, and Amy looks great, but there were a lot of, she has a flat ass. Wow. <laughs> She'd look great in a burkini. She would you know look great a burkini? in a is. <laughs> you know what that is, right? A burka. A burkini, that's what Muslim women wear to go to the beach. 
she'd look a lot Covers better. everything up. I do think she'd look better in a different suit. I just think that suit's not flattering to her. Um, and she also, she had, as Trudy pointed out, there, the one, a couple of pictures really showed some cellulite. Oh, really? Yeah, on her, Ooh. on her ass and her upper legs. But again, I think the right suit would have would have done her a little better. <laughs> and she is beautiful. I mean, don't get me wrong. Except for that face, that smile. That now, I know you're not smile. a natural beauty. Pretty smile. But I think with the right clothes, the right look, you could be very striking. Pretty I smile. Have, Just do some different facial expressions. I have a feeling I would not like her. I don't know why. Because I have a feeling she would always be fake laughing. Yeah, I think she laughs at everything TJ says. In fact, that's what people on ABC said was that oh, you really? could tell when they were together because you could hear Amy laughing. Oh, God. TJ's quite a card. And George is probably walking around. Why is anyone laughing when I see? George. <laughs> Such a stiff. Hall Financial wants to remind you mortgage rates are the lowest they've been in over five months. And the majority of clients are locking in rates in the fives, even the fours in some cases. It just depends. It's worth a call because rates are not always as high as they sound. Use the equity in your home to put yourself in a better financial situation and to eliminate high interest debt. If you got the credit card debt problem, you have the high interest problem more than likely. So you can find out how much equity you've gained in your home with a free five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial. The majority of loans close in a couple weeks or less. You can get your money fast. So if you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current home because you need some liquidity, please call Hall first. That's all we ask. Give them the first shot. Call Hall Financial at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. A little bit of breaking news. I guess not surprising news, but uh, Brandon Miller did make the trip with the Alabama team for their oh, game tonight. Oh, son uh, of a gun. After it was revealed in court yesterday, like we talked about, that he brought the gun that was used to kill the woman in Tuscaloosa. Well, he's played in the last eight games. So. No, I know, but now it's public, so you'd think there'd be a little more pressure. Sure. Oh, I think there's probably a lot more pressure. Well, he's, he'll end up putting 30 in. But I, I would love to hear from people. Do you think there is, is she, should he be charged in some way for what he did? Um, if a charge doesn't exist, I, I should say, they be able to find something? Maybe not the gun, but blocking the car seems to be kind of an accessory. Yeah. He was driving it, right? I, no, I, that's what I think. Yes, he was driving. He blocked in the woman who was shot and could not get out. I was just going to say, I didn't know anything. I don't know nothing about nothing. I, I can't believe he's not somehow an accessory, and I don't want him going to jail for 50 years. But anyway, stand by for Jimmy Carter and Mike Clark. Again, waiting for uh, President Jimmy Carter to give us a few minutes. Actually, more than I thought. Uh, did he actually request this song while we're waiting? He was adamant for uh, AV6 there. Adamant? Adamant, yeah. Just this morning I woke up <laughs> feeling my He's a peanut farmer. Yeah. When suddenly I know There aren't that many peanut songs. So he's kind of limited in what he could be adamant about. Yeah. So the peanut farmer. Didn't that always sound so hokey? Very. I, I think it helped him. <laughs> I gave a push out of my tush. I noticed the embarrassing Billy with the Billy beer, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh what could it be? Inside of me. It's like Billy's what Roger. Could it be you know? Inside of me. I think this is a little tasteless of brother. For a former president to be requesting a song about a peanut yeah, going through his butt. Kind of weird. Scratching my intestinal wall, just a peanut. And it doesn't feel good at all. Oh, yesterday I went to the baseball game at the old ballpark. 
Something like that, you gotta go with it. Now every morning I wake up, I can feel my little friend trying to work his way out of my little rear end. He works all day and he works all night. Getting pretty close here to uh, Mr. Prez. But all he ends up doing is carving up my pink flesh, just a peanut. So long, he's like a pal, just a peanut. Pick it up and make me grin, just a peanut. Big ending. I think I'll leave him in. I think I'll leave him in. I think I'll leave him in. Yeah. Yes, I will. Detroit. WRIF is on hold. They are standing by waiting for us. So as soon as the former president sits down, we are ready to go. Okay. How long has our break been so far? We have three minutes. If I can give them the extra minute, uh, that would be awesome. Sure. Okay. All right. Let me go put him on. Okay. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. All right, Detroit, we'll be with you in just a second if you can hear me. Great. Uh, Yeah. I have you on hold, so I can't hear you. Hello, this is Jimmy Carter. Hello, Mr. President. It's Michael, your tour producer again. I'm delighted. All right, sir. I'm going to uh, switch. URAF Detroit, Drew and Mike, are you there? Yes. All right, guys. Uh, former President Jimmy Carter is on the line. Wow. All right. Well, President good Carter. Good, good. You and the folks are all around Michigan. Oh, we're doing uh, yeah. great. Great to talk to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, President Carter, of course, uh, White House Diary now available. You're a, you're a guy that wasn't big on doing flashy things. You like to carry your own bags. I read that uh, you now you and your wife sleep on a Murphy bed. I really I admire that, um, but, but you face criticism for that. Well, you know, I found out very quickly when we did away with some of the trappings of a presidency that the people of the United States really like to have some aspects of the White House, the presidency be, you know, like the king of England, queen of England. <laughs> Or something. They like to kind of look up to the presidency in some ceremonial things and at the same time reserve the right in the democracy to criticize without any restraint. So this kind of a peculiar juxtaposition of uh, conflicting ideas. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty funny too how you had the uh, you put the solar panels up and of course Reagan took them down and then Obama's put them back up. Those solar panels they don't go far, do they? They keep them in the attic, so you put them up and down. <laughs> well, the ones that I put up 35 years ago are outdated now, but uh, they're being uh, bought and, and and displayed around the world now as uh, curiosities or as, as memoirs of a time when we had a really good energy policy. I was in China recently, and the people that make the most advanced solar panels on Earth actually bought 
one of the panels I had on the White House, mm. and, they, and they showed it to me when I was over in China. Yeah. What, so, what did you not like about Hail to the Chief? Because uh, you, you kind of canned that, and I guess you had to bring it back, because, again, criticism. Uh, well, what... I, I didn't can it for everything, for, you know, for ceremonial affairs. When I went as to meet with uh, another head of state or something like that, it certainly was, uh, was natural. And when I went to a parade, or when I laid a wreath on, you know, on the tomb of the unknown soldiers, those kind of things I like to have the hail to the chief. But when I just walked into a room of other Democrats, you know, to, to make a political talk, or when I met with uh, a small group of people who were representing the universities in a nation, I didn't see any reason to play hail to the chief to me every time I walked in a room. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand. You know, uh, you, 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 uh, what's interesting about uh, your uh, White House diary is that you, you call out Ted Kennedy, uh, and and I, I have to ad- admire the fact that you're as honest as you are and uh, boldly getting into that that whole area and how he was frankly out for your job and interfered with uh, with what you felt was uh, going to be health care reform for the country back way back seventy eight seventy nine uh, has there been any uh, I don't know for lack of a better word fallout from that have you gotten any criticism for your remarks about Ted uh, Kennedy well so but you have to remember that those comments were written without any uh, editing. 31 years ago, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. We had I had the full support of the five key members in the House and Senate that worked with me in the White House on developing a comprehensive energy policy. And at the last minute, uh, Senator Kennedy withdrew his support and killed the bill. So we would have had uh, a very wonderful comprehensive uh, policy, much better than the one we've got coming up uh, back in those days had he not believed that he was going to be the next president. And that his bill would, would be better than mine. Mm-hmm. President Carter, I, I don't know if this is in the uh, White House diary. I'm sure it probably isn't. But uh, you gave an interview to Playboy magazine, and I remember you said you uh, you had lusted in your heart, which you know a lot of people I'm sure could relate to. Did did, did the wife give you a bad time about that? No, she understood. She she gave me a bad time because I was stupid enough to say it to Playboy magazine. <laughs> <laughs> did you take any heat over agreeing to do an interview with Playboy magazine? Because that was a pretty progressive thing to do back then. Well, I'm. Another big article in Playboy magazine about me pretty soon, but not not related to sex or anything like that. <laughs> but, I, but I think that um, Thank God. back in those days, I didn't have any money. I didn't have nobody knew who I was, and we were madly scrambling around to get anybody to listen to me and to, and to publish an article about me. So we were very glad when Playboy came and wanted to do an article about me. That's a great magazine too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you were a very unlucky president. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but the Iran hostage dealio and uh, the energy crisis, the high interest rates. Um, how much do you think luck plays into the success of a president or the ability to get a second term? Well, Just luck. Oh, there's no doubt about that. We, uh, you know, nobody could ever allege that I was responsible for the hostages being taken in Iran or that I was responsible for the Soviets invading Afghanistan, things of that kind. And uh, and we had a very wonderful uh, evolution of a comprehensive energy policy that if it had stayed in effect, we wouldn't be in the problems. We wouldn't see the problems we have now. As a matter of fact, I was able to, to cut down on imported oil by 50% in just five years. So... A lot of uh, the things that happened are unanticipated and, and uh, hard luck. Uh, I think another thing that, I, that was hard luck for me, at least, was that Senator Kennedy, who was a very popular person at the time, decided to run against me as a Democratic nominee. And so the last three years I was in office, that was another you know, problem that I had to face. 
I beat him two to one in the primaries, but still, it took away from my ability to govern as best I could. Yeah, it seems like these things uh, <clears throat> all of a sudden can befall a president. You have a, a strong platform going in, and suddenly uh, some world event uh, happens, and, and all of a sudden everything is upended. In the case of Bush, of course, with the uh, the attack on the World Trade Center buildings and all that stuff, and, and which all of a sudden dominates, and that would be uh, the focus of his entire pre- uh, presidency. Sure, and the worst thing that's happened to President Obama is the Republicans have just decided not to give him any support on anything, even one or two votes, uh, even when he puts forward an idea that they themselves had put forward two years ago. So that's the kind of thing that evolves. And I think the reason that we have such a, a, a divided um, partisan country now and a divided capital in Washington is because of a massive infusion of money, most of which in the campaigns are used just to tear down the reputation and character of your opponent. Yeah, but, that negative advertising carries over with hard feelings after the election is over. Do you, do you think the problem is, too, is, is, is there's more media coverage now, I think, than, than ever? For example, when it was the health care reform, there was so much blatant discussion of, uh, oh, the backdoor deals, uh, you know, in Nebraska and some of these various in, in return for for votes and all that sort of thing. And, and, and all that played out, it seems, before the American public, which soured everybody on the process. Well, that's true, and, and some of it is highly distorted. And, and we didn't have a 24-hour news coverage then. You know, we just had ABC, CBS, and, and NBC. And uh, CNN didn't come into effect. That was the first uh, cable news until the last year I was in office as president. So Fox News and all of that uh, is, was a thing of uh, that came much later. You know, I think it's disgusting that, that money and lobbyists have so much to do with what gets done. And I'm just wondering, in 76 and 80, did television advertising have as much to do with who gets elected as it does now? Because it seems now it's just who has the big war chest, who can come up with the big, the real crappy TV ad that really uh, puts the, the other guy down. And that's, that's really how people get elected. No, it was a completely different environment. As a matter of fact, when I ran in 1976 against a very fine man, Gerald Ford, we, all we did was use uh, public money. $2, everybody can give $2 a person That's right. when they file the income tax. That's all we used. And I did the same thing when I ran against Reagan four years later. And, and we never dreamed of using a negative advertising. And the only thing I ever did was refer to President Ford or, or Governor Reagan as my distinguished opponent. And they did the same thing to me. Now, obviously... The whole environment is completely different. Yeah. As far as being criticized for being a micromanager, do you remember anything that, that, that you did that you think back on was, was maybe kind of silly or unbefitting a president, like, oh, I shouldn't have been so worried about the thermostat in the White House every night or something like that? <laughs> well, after, you know, some of the things were over, people criticized me. I wore I wore a sweater instead of a, you know, t- tie and, and coat when I made my, some of my speeches to the people about saving energy. And I uh, told him to keep the thermostat down. And my wife posted me because she got cold at night and she had to wear a sweater. <laughs> that was kind of a private deal. You, you took some I don't, think, I don't think it was ill-advised because I had to do some things dramatic, kind of, that, that were memorable so people would actually cooperate with me and quit wasting all the energy that we were wasting then. But but, but that didn't play too well with the American people, though, did it? As... Oh, at the time, it, it came across okay. You have to remember that all that was done in the first two years, and, and when yeah. we faced the midterm election in 1978, the same as, as Obama's facing right now, when, we, when the election was over, I had 17 more Democrats and Republicans in the Senate, and in the House I had 119 
more Democrats than Republicans in the House of Representatives. So I did quite well during my first two years. President mm-hmm. Carter, it's an honor to talk to you. Good luck with White House Diary. We sure appreciate the time, and I hope that uh, that Murphy bed's comfortable enough for you. <laughs> I guess a good bed, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks All again, right. sir. All right, Mr. President. Gone. Gone. Man, man they cut that off. Bam. Quick. Out of there. Wow, that's that. What's he doing with a Murphy bed? Give me a break. Isn't that only in the library, which is kind of weird that he sleeps in his oh, own library. Oh, I know it. Uh, i got to tell you, too, when Carter's sitting there, yeah, yeah, what? They just called back. Yeah. They want to make sure you know that the article you were referring to was not Playboy. It was Rolling Stone. Uh, when he said he lost it in his heart? No, I think he means the one he's doing because he said, I'm oh, a big article in Playboy, Playboy magazine, yeah. <laughs> Rolling Stone. Oh, that's, really? Is that why he said sh- it's not about sex or anything like yeah, that? I want to make oh. sure you have that clear. He he thought uh, it, he thought it was Playboy though. I know. He well, he made that remark he about the Playboy. sexual stuff. Yeah. yeah two magazines I have a subscription to. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. Playboy magazine. I'm doing yeah. something currently with them. Yeah. Actually, they told him it was Playboy, so he agreed to do it. Yeah. Now yeah. they're just going, no, you forgot, Jimmy. You're 85. It's not Playboy, <laughs> man. We know you love Playboy. Yeah. It's Rolling Stone, though. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Bob I, Guccione. Can, yeah, we, can, uh, can we do something with Playboy magazines anyway? I think that'd be Someone want Larry Flint's deals? Just to show that I'm not some over-the-heel fuddy-duddy, you know. I <laughs> think I'm the president is. of hitting that ass. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm the president of hitting that ass. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, I would love to have seen Rosalind nude in Playboy in her day. Yeah, you did, Rosalind. Rosalind. Rosalind Carr, I thought, was really pretty in her day. I thought she had a really pretty face. She was a classic body? Southern Belle. Does she have any? Uh, I mean, I don't know about her, but you know what? I couldn't tell you much about. You know, she's no, she's, she's a, a short body. gal. She's got a you beautiful know? rack. She's got some nice. She has nice curve. legs. Nice I'm, legs. I'm the president of hitting that ass right now. I have been for a long time. I loved her from the waist down. But I always thought she had a pretty face, though. Yeah, she's you know, as a far really as pretty face. As far as presidential wives that you, yeah, yeah that's a great question actually. Yeah. If, presidential okay. wives, which are the which are the is hottest a, presidential wife? Very undignified question to yeah. ask. Well, so what? If you had to tap a president's wife, mm-hmm. who, who would it be? be? Yeah, Barbara, Rosalind. Can we say? Hold on. Can we say in their day? I mean, does it have to be when they I, were? No, the, I think in their day. In their day. Remember in their handy when they were first lady. I gotta believe everybody's gonna say. Uh, Jackie O, but no, I don't know. I don't, I don't go Jackie for her. Jackie O was ugly. She was young. She was so young, though, man. She yeah. was 32 when know, but John was first. I think he was 32 years old. But her <laughs> eyes are so wide apart. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Jackie O, for one, you got that bush to contend with. And for another, one eye is in the east, the other eye is in the west. My God, her eyes are like five feet apart. I don't think Jackie O is pretty. I never did. I, I never thought she was either. Woman. In I'd, fact, I'd go with Michelle Obama. <laughs> Oh, because the toned arms? <laughs> no. You want those toned arms around your body? I was thinking no. Dolly Madison. <laughs> <I'd> probably... <laughs> Dolly Madison's kinky, at least. I think yeah. you were right with Barbara Bush. Come on, you can't go back on that. I know. You yeah, know that's what Barbara a, yeah, Bush is. I want that. I got to say, you nobody, want that. nobody's going to believe this, but I think... going to make up for it in sack. Underneath that rather staid exterior, I think Pat Nixon is a wild one. Really? <laughs> Pat Nixon's crazy in the set. That's the one you want, huh? The kink monster? <laughs> no. I take Laura Bush. Yeah, I think it's a ruiner. 
the no, greater. I think she's do something really If you, you got to tap a president's hot? wife, I, th- I think I might have to say Laura Bush, too. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. who else to do. You think she's hot? I don't, I don't know what her rack's Madison. like. She's pretty hot. Well, it makes Laura you Bush has got a decent rack. She does? It makes you realize how... Dolly Madison. How is she gross? Isn't it funny how all the the first ladies really are homely? And in fact, don't isn't it true that most... I'm the president of hitting that ass. Isn't it true when you say that most women in politics are homely? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Really, I mean, really. Well, whenever there's Most one that's women even, in politics are gross. Whenever there's even one that's even semi-hot, it makes massive news like that. Rita Jenrett, yeah. John Jenrett, he was a congressman. I mean, he was a nobody congressman, and his wife was a knockout who landed in Playboy. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he got, didn't he, well, he was in a scandal. I think he even had to resign his office, and so she did the Playboy thing for a few bucks, and she was kind of hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she was big news for about five minutes, and he was a nobody. See if you can call her up. First, uh, you got you to see the rack on Louisa Adams. Wow. Just John one. Adams' is ad. No, JQ's. Oh, JQ? John Quincy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> JQ's. Yeah. I'm the president. I'm hitting that ass. Actual audio, John Quincy Adams right <laughs> yeah, there. there. it is. Which right is amazing. There. That's the first audio yeah, known of a president. Yeah. I'm the president. I'm hitting that ass. What was yeah. your name again? Uh, Rita Jenrette. J-E. Oh, I remember her. N-R-E-T-T-E. It might be two Good N's. God. Rita Jenrette and Vicky LaMotta in the same edition. Look, Look at this soft man. focus. Look how f- yeah, it's pretty out of heavy focus, soft focus she is. She's smashing her boobs, though. Can we get a uh, yeah, here, a nudie shot or something? I want to see her nude. want to see her nude. And Fanny Fox, you know, Wilbur Mills' stripper. I don't think she was that hot. This is an article done, the 10 sexiest first ladies. Yeah? Martha Dandridge Curtis Washington, first lady of the Ooh, United States. Oh, God. She's 97. She looks like a lesbian. Probably was. Let's see. Just look at that. Just because she's got that bustier on look at that. does not make her hot. Tap's wife is number nine. He was the fattest president ever. Dude, there's three women underneath that dress of hers. <laughs> <laughs> Edith. That's Teddy Roosevelt's wife. Wears way too much clothes. Laura Bush is number seven. And look wow. at her. She's wearing the most unsexy. I mean, yeah, honestly, always. God, somebody, when she always. was dressed that day, they said, uh, we want to put you in something that um, will make no one want to have sex yeah. with you. Is my Rosalind Carter not on there? She's going to be up there. Nancy's number six. Rosalind might be number Nancy. one. I, I'm not going to be shocked. Oh, because of, well, Nancy, she had my head under a petticoat or two. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Tyler, Whoa. Nancy Tippecanoe Reagan was gross. Tippecanoe and Tyler too. Uh, Francis Cleveland. Oh, oh my God! With makeup, that. think about makeup. And if maybe. they tweezed eyebrows maybe. back in the day, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That could be tappable. Yeah, maybe. But well, yeah, she would have got eyebrows. They're all going to have huge bushes, I think. Hey, Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison is third. Oh, what? Well, look at the rack on her, Mark. Yeah, I, I told you. That's pretty. a bad picture of Dolly Madison. Hmm. Grace Coolidge, Calvin's wife. She looks thin. First dog video. Rosalind's going to be number one, I predict. If Grace Coolidge is two, Rosalind's really? got to be one. I, I bet she is. Oh, my girl. Jacqueline Kennedy. Rosalind's nowhere in there. Rosalind isn't even in the top ten. Nope. That's that's a good picture of Jackie. I'm bummed. Wonder why nobody likes Rosalind. I think people figure if JFK, if that was who he chose to tap for life, it had to be good. I'm the president of hitting that ass. She doesn't look bad in that picture, I'll tell you. No, she's pretty pretty good. She's pretty sexy. One of the better pictures I've ever seen of her right there. Oh, there's Rita. Mark, you find me a nice, cute picture Wait, of Rosalind. Why, why are those? Those aren't the pictures in play. Those pictures are so stupid. Yeah, she must have been in a movie. 
Oh, my God. Did she make okay, a movie? Man. Look at those tubes. <laughs> you and those boobs. <laughs> man, you love boobs. <laughs> I love her boobs. Every, look you, at those boobs. You always, whenever you find boobs that you were like, you always go, man, look at them tubes. <laughs> you always, you always have that big exclamation. <laughs> you know, did she make a porn film? Looks like it to me. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> I don't know. God Almighty! Over the weekend, we were at that Vitek mm. game. This chick walks by, and she was like, "Man, look at that chick! What is she doing with that guy? He's such a load!" And I look, and this chick has got like cankles. She's <laughs> oh, no. she wasn't. She was gross. The, the guy, oh, but the guy weighed like a thousand pounds. It was his she first was, time out of a bed in six she was, years. She was hideous. I go, I go. Let me guess. She's got awesome rack on her, doesn't she? Yeah, like, and well, that yeah, was it. And that that's was all it. He noticed. I he know didn't it. see anything. No, he no, doesn't. He doesn't. No, 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 he doesn't. No, she, no, it's all. He looks at her boobs, and that is it. She, it starts. She stops was like at the boobs. Wait a second. She was like a four, and he was like a negative five. Oh, that's it. Look at that's that all. You know, that's a smoking hot picture. Look at those high heels. See, all I see is the shoes and the legs. Yeah, you I, see the boobs. I see the legs and the and the, and the ankles. I guess she was kind of hot. I don't. I mean, for again, yeah, she's politics. Homely. If she's anybody's homely, even remotely anywhere near the hot zone, she is homely though. Mark, you find me Rosalind, will you, dear? Did you call Mark dear? Yeah, I did. I'm thinking to make him get it quicker if I do that. Usually, if I call Mark Deer, he'll he'll double he'll he double, is, it, double it up. He's working his ass off over here. No, he will. He'll work harder for me if I call him Deer. I've noticed that, and I appreciate that. Oh, come on! The picture of Rosalind Mark got is so not hot. She's got this helmet head. She just she just went and got her hair done, and she's got this giant helmet head. Let's find a better picture. Her bangs are going like four inches up in the air, and then they come down the front. Let's get a better picture. That's an old picture. That's that's taken yesterday. That's her. That's at least a month ago. Oh wait, when I think no, 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 find a better picture of her. Jesus. Oh, she is with John Casey. That's Russell with Casey. <laughs> you know what? She did. She did take a picture with Gacy. That is true. That's a real picture. Uh, she's, she's ugly. Gacy's more attractive yeah, than Rosalind. Gacy's hotter than Rosalind. Yeah, I hit Gacy first. <laughs> what happened to my Rosalind? Is this all just? That's her. Her face. Is, she got kind of a pancake face, doesn't she? she? Looks like yeah. crap. Yes, yeah, she does. Oh, why did I think she was hot? Bad memories. Why do you like? Hey, have it out with her. God, she looks like crap. Nobody's going to fight you for her. Yeah, we're going to pass on that. Is that an early no. picture of Roz? Yeah, that's oh, a really early one. Wait, the picture in the glasses. Those glasses are pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think she was cute? I don't know. If there's an attractive picture of her, it hasn't been found yet. <laughs> She's horrible. She looks like <laughs> And she birthed Amy, God. the ugliest kid in presidential history. Oh, I'm yeah. so bummed out. Yeah. She, she's getting more attractive as an ancient woman. <laughs> no, she's not. She's, no, she's not. She's, she's getting worse by the minute. She she's 84 going on uh, like what? 81. Why? What was I thinking? This is one of my worst disconnects ever. Nah. Oh, oh, almost, almost I'm forever. the president of hitting that ass. She's horrible. And then he started 
coming out to me. It's not a love affair. It's just the object that you're both getting your rights on. Yeah, Jeez. if you've been thinking like Gacy, maybe you'd have made God. a better selection there. What the hell? Every picture she's not pleasant. There's not one good picture of her. Not one. <laughs> there isn't. Not, not one. Does grass make you horny? <laughs> I stand by. If she's taking a hot picture, it has not been found. <laughs> and the thing is, look how many times they, they photograph a first lady. You know, I mean, there's a million pictures of her. There's I would say she looks, she looks more attractive next to those starving black kids in Ethiopia. <laughs> That's the most attractive picture I've seen of her. Does she have a big head, too? Is her head like an, like an Oprah head? It's Yeah, it's kind of floating off her body. Great. Here you go, seriously. Yeah, right. Oh, seriously, huh? Seriously. Oh, yeah. She looks great. No, she does. She looks really. She's a really spry 85. Problem is, she's 40. I see it. I see a little bit. She's balding a little bit. The male pattern baldness is hurting her case. I can't find anything pretty about her. Not her mouth, not her nose, not her one. eyes, you're not just her joining hair, us, nothing. We are oh. trying to back up Mike Clark's oh, yeah, claim that right. Rosalind Carter is hot. We're having a very good time. Oh, oh, look at that picture. She's horrible. She's horrible. She has a big mouth. The mouth is pretty substantial. She's making a real goofy face with it, but it's big. Yeah, but I'm going to be limp as a dish rag, so that will count for nothing. The problem with her, if you were looking at the top of her head. I mean, you'd be psyched that she was doing that, but at the same time, you'd see her bald spot. <laughs> Does she have a bald spot, really? She really looks like she's losing, from here. she's losing her hair now. Is she? I think so. Oh, Jesus. That one ancient picture of her looked like... Oh, God. No wonder she... Well, she belongs in a Murphy bed with him. <laughs> oh, God. Look at that ass. She's, she's kind of a hunchback. <laughs> Maybe she looks good on video. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll just find some video of her. She's hot when she's moving. If she sits still, she's really not very attractive. Maybe she looks good if she's moving and it's a windy day and it's at night. Mike, let it go. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Well, this is really tough for me. Um, wow. Mark, what was there, there you go. Oh, oh she's moving. She's moving. It's, it's yeah. video and she looks so horrible. <laughs> yeah. She looks worse than ever when she talks. She looks she, terrible. She looks like one of those bad cartoons like Clutch Cargo where the lips just barely move but nothing <laughs> yes, else moves. Yes, yes. She's got tiny lips. And look at her eyes. They're, They're all spaced horrible. Out. They're spaced out too far. The good thing is you'll have her all to yourself. You oh, won't have any competition man. from anyone, yeah, anywhere. Let's still leave the question out there. If you had to, I mean, literally, you would stop breathing if you didn't nail a first lady. Oh. Who would it be? You have to. You have no choice. Wow. Boy, is that Boy. tough pickings. Yeah, if it was her, though, I'd stop. I'd just take stop breathing. Oh, man. Rosalind, you mean? <laughs> yeah. If it was Rosalind, well, I'd I have just to prefer death to Rosalind yes. Carter? I think yes. I'd have to go to the bathroom, get it going, and then come running in and dive on her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jimmy does. I'd have to go fluff myself. I do. I go in the bathroom. I look at some, uh, some Playboy yeah. magazine photos, my yeah. favorite magazine. Yeah. Handjobs magazine just stopped publishing.